This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Metro traffic on 933. Today is Wednesday. I'm, I'm so programmed to 1 800 Gambler to hit the button right after that. I apologize. It's what I do. It's one of my little jobs here. Wait, you get your treat now. Oh, thank you. Uh, Today's Wednesday, April 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a firefighter in Trenton, New Jersey, was wounded by a stray bullet while working out at the firehouse on Tuesday night, officials said. It happened at 8.30 in the evening at the Trenton Fire Company 1 Engine 1 on the 400 block of Calhoun Street. Two bullets pierced the back of the firehouse. Police say one bullet struck the firefighter who was in the weight room. A second bullet went through the wall and into the kitchen, but it did not hit anyone. Uh, authorities say the firefighter was taken to the hospital with a graze wound. The firefighters, uh, the firefighters in Trenton actually go to calls with bulletproof vests on, uh, but the chief says now they have to be concerned about them being shot right there in the firehouse. The firefighter was released Tuesday night. Police say approximately 12 gunshots were fired about 100 yards away uh, from the firehouse in an apartment complex parking lot. No arrests have been made at this time. No other injuries were reported. All right, so somebody wasn't specifically shooting at the fire department. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what caliber? bullet was is that that went that distance and through the, yeah, the no wall. Kidding. Yeah, yeah so, if it was from a rifle or right. or from well, a hundred yards. That's that's not that far, right? Through, through, through a, a wall, but through a wall, and that, yeah, and, and I don't know, I don't know. A U.S. attorney announced on Tuesday that a 55-year-old Philadelphia man was sentenced to almost 22 years in prison for kidnapping and robbing multiple U.S. postal workers. Uh, In September of 2021, authorities say James Chandler pleaded guilty to charges in connection with two incidents that occurred on January 11th and February 4th of 21. Authorities say Chandler robbed postal workers using a fake handgun, forcing them into their postal trucks and stealing packages from inside the truck. During the February incident, Chandler forced a postal worker to drive him several blocks to her postal truck before he fled on foot. Chandler's case is part of Project Safe Neighborhoods, a program that brings together all levels of law enforcement and the communities they serve. The goal of the project is to reduce violent crime to make the neighborhood safer for everyone. Chandler was charged with two counts of robbery and one count of kidnapping a postal worker and was sentenced to 21 years Jeez. and 10 months in prison. And Chandler was able to keep it from Joey all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a New Jersey company is recalling 120 20,000 pounds of ground beef due to a possible E. coli contamination according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service. In a notice posted Monday, the agency announced that Lakeside Refrigerated Services in Swedesboro, New Jersey, was recalling the beef after the issue was discovered during routine testing of imported products. Officials said the items were shipped to retail locations nationwide, but there have been no confirmed reports of illness or adverse reactions due to the consumption of the products. The products were sold under the brand names Nature's Reserve, Weiss, Thomas Farms, and Takima Beef Patties. The ground beef products were produced from February 1st through April 8th of this year. Officials are now concerned that, the, uh, that some products may be in the consumer's refrigerators or uh, freezers. Consumers who have purchased these products are urged not to consume them. The products should be thrown away or returned to the place of purchase. I, I forget the situation with E. coli. Is it one of those, is it like, I know salmonella and you have to cook to a certain temperature. Is, is E. coli something that can get, that can get cooked, cooked down? I don't. Mm, that's a good question. I'm gonna say no on that. But, right? Yeah, uh, it seems to be right. But just because if I heard that, I would never cook it and then <laughs> yeah, right, eat it. Exactly. I would just yeah, throw yeah, it yeah. out. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. In sports this morning. 
The Phillies beat the Colorado Rockies, winning 10-3 last night at the ballpark. Oduble Herrera hit a home run, doubled, and drove in three runs. Zach Eflin pitched six strong innings, and the Phillies again took advantage of the shaky Colorado defense in the win. D.D. Gregorius had two hits and an RBI in his return from a bruised hand, and Bryce Harper, who said his elbow is still felt achy, also had a pair of hits. The series continues tonight in South Philly, and Ranger Suarez will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 645. The Sixers and the Toronto Raptors continue to prepare for tomorrow night's Game 6. The Sixers lead the series three games to two, but have lost two straight. Tip-off in Toronto will be at 7 o'clock, and the Flyers have only two games left in their season, and they'll be on the road tonight with a game in Winnipeg against the Jets. The puck will drop at 7.30, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks bunch, Kev. We're glad you are able to join us again today, Wednesday. That means we do a secret text word, and today we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets. It's MMR, MMR Rocks. Uh, Tommy Comwell and the Young Rumblers are going to be playing uh, this Saturday at the Ardmore Music Hall, and Jackie Bam Bam will be the host. He's Very nice. Posting some videos of him and Tommy hanging out together. Uh, so if you're interested, you can do that now. Uh, text word secret to 39333, and I think you know how the rest of that works. We're also going to have as a guest on uh, Trent Cole. A defensive football camp is coming up, by the way, in New Jersey, and he is uh, hosting the event and yeah. all that. So we'll uh, talk to Trent a little bit later on this morning, 9 o'clock hour, see what's up in his world in this football camp that you can participate in. Uh, we also have, of course, MMR's Concert Cash. We've been getting winners left and right. Let's add your name to the list of winners, not only winning $500, but also tickets to uh, the MMRBQ, which we're excited about. And, of course, the Preston and Steve side stage is something new featured this year. Very cool. Uh, Froggy, uh, the uh, little punk band that we love so much, <laughs> is going to be joining us. Well, uh, They're going to have to play the Preston and Steve theme. Oh, dude, they're not getting I out of there without think. doing that. And uh, Jackie Bam Bam doing a DJ set. And you... Could end up being the singer for this band, Sidearm, for a song. We're doing a live band karaoke, like Steve has said. It's not a recording. You're not playing to a little digital file. No, you're going to have band members backing you up on stage at the MMRBQ. It's, it's on the side stage, but still. Yeah, well, there, there'll be a crowd there. There'll be a crowd. Absolutely. And we're looking for singers. So we have a list of songs that you can audition with and post a video of you on social media and you tag us, MMRBQ. We'll, we will see the video, and we're going to pick ten winners. Those winners each get four tickets to the MMRBQ, and you get to get up on stage and sing. It's going to be cool. Awesome. Man. We're looking forward to that. So do that now. Details about MMRBQ and all things via the radio station at WMMR.com. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment and do the entertainment report and stupid question. Stay put, because we won't be gone long. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, today's Wednesday, April 27th, and uh, we have a stupid question to ask. Here it is. Oh, by the way, the prize is a gift certificate for a free float from Halcyon Floats, one of the isolation tanks. It's a very cool experience. The question that I have for you is this. If you suffer from pyrexia, uh-huh. what do you have? 215 263 
WMMR. If you suffer from pyrexia, what do you have? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. See if you know the answer. I'll mention some birthdays. While we are awaiting your phone call, today is Wednesday, April 27th. Uh, we will start with Mr. Ace Freely. Celebrates his birthday today. Ace is 71 years old. You know what I have on uh, on a, a couple of playlists of mine? It's a cool song that pops up from time to time that I still like was his solo song, Back in the New York Groove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember and that song? I just like that song. It's fun, and uh, it's got this real cool dated sound to it. Did he write their biggest hit? Uh, Beth? Yeah. Was that him? No, that was Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris. That. That's right, yeah. I'm assuming he wrote it. Yeah, this is Back in the New York Groove. I don't know why. But I just find this to be a fun tune. Yeah, Ace it is. is. Ace is kind of a fun guy. He's, he's kind of a, he was the goofball <laughs> of the group. Very much so. No question. When no. when did he, like, part ways? It was years ago, right? Yes. The band parted ways with Gene and Paul parted ways with him. Yeah, it gets weird yeah. when it comes to Paul, uh, uh, to, uh, I'm sorry, to um, uh, Ace and uh, and also Peter and why they didn't want to be a part of the latter right, right. stretch of the band here. But, they, you know, Gene and, and Paul, it's their band. And it is. They made no bones about it. Was so. Ace the one who was like, yes, a goddamn spaceship? Yep, yeah, that's, that's him. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yep. Do we have that clip? Spaceship. Oh, wait, here we go. We, this is us interviewing and talking about. <laughs> his solo show. It could be a full-blown show with sure. a, a goddamn spaceship on <laughs> <laughs> He it. cracked us up, man. Uh, so happy 71st birthday to Ace Freely. Uh, also in the world of music, Sheena Easton's birthday is today. Yeah. Uh, she takes the morning train. I dug her, but she, then she became, like, uh, very sexy and suggestive. Yes. Right. Like Sugar that, Walls. That first song, that, uh, you right. know, morning train was very pop and cutesy. Oh, Olivia newton Johnish. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah, here you go. And then, yeah, Sugar Walls, and uh, she had a few decent hits. Her and uh, Prince had You Got the Look. Right. And, and, uh, it's a good and song. She had this real sexy... Uh, persona about her for a while. So, obviously, I know this song, and I had listened to Sugar Walls, and I knew that song, but the weird thing about Sugar Walls, and I didn't know the meaning, Steve, what Sugar Walls was until my freshman year of high school. Who told you? My religion teacher. <laughs> it's her lady parts, right? Yeah. yeah. It's her lady parts. She's talking about it. And it was her a vagina. And it was a, a nun that I heard about that. Come here. I got to yeah. tell you something. So your nun pulled you aside. Not pulled me aside. It was you taught the class. We were talking about the Old Testament. But, like, you want to, you know, find out, like, you know, what did I take away from that lesson? Nothing. Couldn't tell you what the lesson was about. Couldn't tell you. Was, How like, uncomfortable is that when your nun is telling you about sugar walls? I don't necessarily know if it was uncomfortable but there was it was part of a lesson there was right. like some sort of a lesson <laughs> to be learned and I don't remember any of that. I just remember that Sugar Walls is about Lady Parts. Out. <laughs> no kidding. So you wouldn't, uh, you, you don't remember if it was warning you against the ills of, uh, of popular music? It or... might have been that. Okay. I have... Or Scottish people. <laughs> well, she's 63 today. There you go. Uh, another songstress, Kate Pearson of the B-52s, Love is 74 years old. And just yesterday, the B-52s announced their final tour Ever. And the closest they're going to get is going to be Atlantic City. Yeah. I uh, believe they're going to be playing. Nick, do you have the uh, the list? Of, I have it in music here. Which is another file I have set aside. Yeah. Uh, October 15th at uh, Ovation Hall at Ocean, uh, Ocean Casino. 
I don't know when the tickets go on sale, but uh, uh, I think they go on sale Friday. Limited um, tour. Yeah, and so they're they're only doing like eleven dates. And this is going to be their last tour, and uh, the Tubes are going to be uh, on performing That's on some of the show. shows, and also yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Um, but I have—they're such a fun group, man. I and listen I, to this uh, songs from this album at least once a week. Oh, really? Yeah, Deadbeat Club and uh, Rome. Are, are, I love Deadbeat Club's not on this album, isn't it? No, it's an earlier song, a much earlier song, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. What album is it on? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Nick would have to look it up, but I knew this album back and forth. This had, um, besides Rome, it had Love Shack on it. It had, uh, they have Hot Pants? I don't think, no, that was the album after that. I thought but... this was one, one of their, you know... Okay, yeah. I don't know. Nick, if you could look up their which, discography. Which song are we looking up? Roman. Roman did be club. club. Yeah, okay. Uh, but anyhow... Uh, they, they're just, uh, I remember the first time I saw them was on Saturday Night Live and I was like, what's going on? What in the yeah. hell is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is bizarre. And Rock Lobster, I still, I still contend has one of the most rocking outros ever that, that when they really, <laughs> it's at the end of it. Yeah. It looks like you were right, Steve. Dead Beacon, I, it's on Cosmic Thing. You're right, Steve. I stand corrected. I thought that was an earlier album that that was on. Cosmic Thing, Deadbeat Club. I don't remember these other songs. Love Shack, Rome, yep. And two, that was when they <clears throat> exploded, finally. Oh, yeah. The two hits were um, off that album were Deadbeat Club and Rome. I think Rome was the biggest. No, Love had... Shack was the big, big hit. Is Love Shack on that album? Look, it's right yeah, there. Yeah, track four, right after uh, Debbie Club. Okay. Yeah. So that was the the massive hit, and that's what really catapulted them, and then Rome was a, a awesome follow-up. Yeah. So. Uh, that was the uh, song that we did our dance to in gym class in high school. Like you had, that Love was, Shack? That was part of uh, gym class. You had to learn the dance, and that was what we danced to. I could see that. It was huge. Well, she is, I mean, she's 74 years old, so they're all kind of getting up to the point where they're going to... Enough. They're hanging in. Enough. Another great musician uh, in the latter portion of his life is Jim Keltner, famous session drummer. He's played, you look him up, and he's played with everybody. Uh, he did a lot of work with John Lennon as well. Oh. Uh, Post Beatles, obviously. You're very good. Uh, William Mosley, the actor, is 35 today. Uh, he uh, was in the Narnia films. Narnia. Which... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you guys see those movies? I yeah. did. I did. Are they good? I... They're good. They're, yeah. If you think of what they've done with other movies, uh, the, 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 the Nyanya fans seem to like the movies. The first one's pretty good. The, yeah. the rest of them kind of peter uh, up. I agree. I think you're right. But uh, the book series, I think there are seven in the books. Are uh, It's fantastic. Isn't it's, Liam Neeson the voice of the lion? He is. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's mm-hmm. Aslan. Because I've he's got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> yeah. That lion just told me that he has full-blown AIDS. <laughs> What's his name? Walker. <laughs> Uh, so, William Mosley is 35, and then the last birthday I saw is Sally Hawkins, uh, and The Shape of Water, yes. who's Jasmine, she's a very, uh, she's a very unique look about her. She, uh, she is, she's also in, uh, the Godzilla movie. Okay. Um, and, uh, she's just one of those, I, I agree, she has a unique expression-filled face. Is she in Paddington as well? Is she? Uh, I do not know. I think she might be. Uh, so she is. I think she might be. 46 years old today. All right, we'll see if someone knows the answer to this question. If you suffer from pyrexia, what do you have? And we will go to Melissa, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Hi, good morning. All right, so Melissa, if you suffer from pyrexia, you have a. A fever. A fever. Yeah. Another name for fever. That's Melissa, weird. hang on a second. 
give you a certificate for a free float from Halcyon Floats. It's a $79 value. You can give mom the ultimate gift of relaxation with MMR's big friggin' deal. This week only get one 90-minute float at Halcyon Floats for just $35. And you can help mom float her stress and pains away. Available now at WMMR.com, but you want to hurry up because that deal ends on Sunday. It is a really unique experience. Yeah, Yeah, it's very cool. All right, so we'll begin with uh, a lot of courtroom drama. We have a couple of different stories to get to, and we'll start with the uh, Kardashian-Jenner family and all that is going on there. Uh, Chris Jenner's longtime boyfriend, Corey Gamble, testified in Black China's defamation trial on Tuesday. He claimed that he saw China whip Rob Kardashian with an iPhone cord Whoa. and threatened to kill him during a fight nearly six years ago. Did she whip him good? She whipped it good, yes. Uh, she cracked that whip. Uh, Gamble said that he walked into Kylie Jenner's house where Rob and China had been staying on December 15th, 2016, and saw that the pair were engaged in a fight. Gamble claimed that China had a rod in her hand. A rod. And that Rob's face and neck looked red. She's hitting me. After seeing Gamble enter the home, Gamble said China dropped the rod and then picked up a phone cord. And he said she started whipping it at him. She was hitting Rob, and I got in the middle, and I got hit too. I had to try to get her attention on me so that Rob could get his belongings and get out of the house. And I could smell alcohol on her, he so, said. So, Corey Campbell has been uh, Chris Jenner's guy for a while. Does he come from music, or what's his story? I, he, I don't know. I do not know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure of his uh, background. Um, so, after seeing Gamble enter the home, uh, Gamble said, uh, China dropped the rod, I said, and then he started Dropped the rod. Uh, so, she, he added that, uh, Gamble added that when Rob tried to leave, she jumped on the back of him and punched him on the back of his head. She tried to get the small table to throw it at him, but Rob was already in his car. Uh, this this is not, this trial's not painting her in a really wonderful light. No. A, B... <laughs> I, didn't she, I think yesterday she asked if she could do her testimony over again? Yeah, so her lawyer, Lin Siani, had requested that China be allowed to retestify <laughs> after accusing that the Kardashian's lawyer, Michael G. Rhodes, uh, of uh, accusing him of a psychological attack. It's almost as if he's trying to impugn right. my testimony. Right, right. Uh, so while China was on the stand last week, Rhodes showed China several nude photos taken of her that Rob Kardashian had previously leaked online. China was, quote, reduced to tears and left visibly shaken after seeing these photos. Entertainment Tonight reports that she subsequently requested a break and was consoled by a friend. An eyewitness said once she left the courtroom, China was seen crying and visibly shaken after seeing photos of herself naked in the binder. Uh, She was being consoled by her male friend as she walked into a private room at the courthouse. Uh, Siani is insisting that China be able to redo her testimony claiming that she was unable to adequately answer questions after seeing the photos and said, I'm trying to suggest corrective action so we don't have to have a mistrial. Shut up. That's the whole purpose. I, I, exactly. Yeah. Wait, you, That's what a lawyer does. Throws you off your game. Do over. Yeah. It's not that. You can't, you know. Can I? Can I? I want to redo that. I want to lie oh about god. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, uh, Steve, I looked a little bit uh, about uh, Corey Gamble. He's a talent manager, and uh, I guess he's um, that's how he worked his way on to keeping up with the Kardashians. He's also, fun fact, the same age as Kim Kardashian. There you go. And he's dating mommy. <laughs> and he's dating mom. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone reports that Kim also <laughs> took the stand yesterday in Black China's suit. Uh, or in the trial, I should say, since China is claiming the Kardashian-Jenners are responsible 
for the second season of Robin China getting canceled. China's lawyer, Lenciani, <laughs> questioned Kardashian about texts that she had sent to producers. One of the texts from Kim read, China told everyone that she's on her show and she went to go get Dream's ears pierced with Rob on camera today. Oh, my God. We specifically all had a talk about this and said China can never be on her show. The message continued saying, I think we all need to take a break from filming for a while until you guys figure out what you're going to do because China will not be on our show. And it actually puts my brother in a bad position. He ends up crying all day saying the only reason she showed up was because she's filming. So I think that we just really all need a break from filming to wrap our heads around. Do we want to be on that sh- on that China's on that sh- on a show that China's on? Okay, because you know we don't. Now it's got to be daunting for a lawyer to have to um, you know. Uh interrogate or question another lawyer like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Can you imagine me and the lawyer going through all of Kim Kardashian's texts? Like <laughs> sitting around the table and uh, dissecting everything that she's ever texted for, specifically for a suit it, like he'd this. He'd be easy to pick out in the courtroom, Nick. He'd be the guy with the noose around his neck. <laughs> so Siani said to Kardashian, uh, in this text, you're saying that you already got China off of her show and now you didn't want her coming on keeping up with the Kardashians any longer. And then Kim replied, no, that's not what I'm saying. Nothing says anything about me getting her off her show. You're this out is, of order. <laughs> she said, this is clearly voice dictated. I think the her, where it says, China told everyone that she's on her show, it would be she's on our show. So it seemed like grammatically yes. there in her in her text, there were some things that were like mistakes. And, you can't handle the truth. And they're trying to point that out as just little bitty, you know. Right, but that's what they do. Yeah, that's they, what they, they do. They, they pick it. There's a semicolon or a yeah, pause. Exactly. That's what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. So that goes on as mm. does the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. This A bit too, if you had, if you at gunpoint, well not at gunpoint, if you were forced to watch one of them. Uh, oh, which, Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny yeah, Depp. Definitely. I think yeah. Johnny Depp is the sauce here, yeah, right? Yeah, it's definitely, and, and Plus, I just, got more poop. I just don't think I can handle the speech yeah. uh, uh, the way that the, the yes, Kardashians yes, and Jenner speak. So, so I just wouldn't be able to handle it. Depp's laconic delivery is still better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by far, yes. Uh, a psychologist by the name of Dr. Shannon Curry, hired by Johnny Depp's legal team, testified in Depp's defamation trial, telling the court that she believed that Amber Heard shows symptoms of borderline and histrionic personality uh. disorders. Uh, Dr. Curry said that she was asked to provide a psychological evaluation of Ms. Heard. You in o- sound insane. In October 2021, but that she was not asked to do the same for Depp. You uh, crazy man. Uh, Dr. Curry met with Heard on two separate dates for approximately 12 hours in total. Uh, she also reviewed all the case documents along with Heard's medical records, audio and video recordings, and multiple witness statements. And Dr. Curry said the results of Ms. Heard's evaluation supported two diagnoses. Borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. Let me ask you: During your so when you were on a, the jury, you didn't have any situation. Did you have any situation where an expert was called in to testify? Um, I don't think so. Okay, it, it was like a. It wasn't that type of case. Well, I guess yeah. It was about an infestation, and so I think they had like uh, exterminators come in or something like that. I wonder in general when you have somebody like this who's you know making an assessment of the other person, and it's they've been paid for by the opposing, whether the plaintiff or the defendant. Um, if your natural inclination is to go, well, they're being paid. They're being paid to say this. Oh, don't yeah. They, but yeah. don't both sides... Oh. Yeah, they both can do it. I'm just saying in but, general, but the, as a the, juror... The it, expert wasn't brought in because of the trial. She was seeing the expert prior to? 
No, yeah, no, Johnny Depp's team. Hired by Depp's team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. To to assess her. Yeah. Yeah, um... I guess so. Maybe, I know you're not maybe. supposed to, but I think if you think they're paid for, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, they, but they, the other side has to agree on it. So, like, they agreed yeah. on that professional. Because they can do it, know? too. They can call in a professional yeah. and say the absolute opposite. What is the end uh, situation here? Like, what? What is he? I, I know that he's worried about the, his image. the electric chair. <laughs> no, but like, what happens in the end? And I can't remember if I asked this last week or not. Money, like, I assume. Is it? But like, does she have? Does she have money to, to no, give him? No, well, he would claim he would claim that that he's looking to clear his image, yeah. and that's the whole modus operandi here. But like, but, what is the judge ruling? Right. So at the end of it all, yeah. uh, Okay, Mister Mister. It's not just Mister Depp. You're you're yeah. you know you're clear. There has to be. There's some restitution. You're both legally married. Uh, what? No. <laughs> no. Uh, besides his name being cleared, I would yeah. There's something else. I guess he gets the nah. Well, how about how about punitive? How about um, uh, court yeah. costs? Yeah. Things of that nature. Well, she also uh, he gave her money right in like some Which sort of. She was going to supposedly and did give to charity. She did not give it to charity, is what I've heard. Okay, yeah. so there we go. That my my expert witness says. That- <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but uh, we'll find out at the end yeah. of it all, Kath. Yeah, so. We'll see. Just we'll make see. those Pirates movies stop. Yeah. Uh, in a recent interview with BBC News, Viola Davis commented on the negative feedback that she received regarding her portrayal of Michelle Obama in The First Lady. Uh, the How to Get Away with Murder actress said it is incredibly hurtful when people say negative things about your work. However, she added that uh, criticism is an occupational hazard and that not everything is going to be an awards-worthy performance. She's a great actress. You know? she yeah. Is, yeah, she has nothing to prove. Uh, she commented on how she handles criticism. She said, critics absolutely serve no purpose. And I'm not saying that to be nasty either. Uh, they always feel like they're telling you something that you don't know. Somehow that you're living a life that you're surrounded by people who lie to you, and I'm going to be the person that leans in and tells you the truth. So it gives you, it gives them an opportunity to be cruel to you. Maybe it was unfair, but they were complaining about her use of a Cockney accent. Mm. Uh, Davis added, "Ultimately, I feel like it's my job as a leader to make bold choices." Win or fail, it is my duty to do that. Plus, you said playing Michelle Obama was almost impossible because either you're doing too much or not enough when you do that. Uh, all right, so Mackenzie Phillips is living her life out loud. The One Day at a Time star revealed that she's bisexual while appearing on the Behind the Velvet Rope with David on, uh, Yontef on Monday. When the host crowned Phillips as a gay icon, the actress said, I love that. I also love that I thought my entire life I had lived on both sides of the curtain. We have a clip yes. of her commenting on this. You are kind of a gay icon, Mackenzie. Like, do you do you realize? Well, I love that. And I also love that I, throughout my life, have lived on both sides of the curtain. I've had boyfriends. I've had girlfriends throughout my life. I am neither one nor the other. I love our gay community. Yeah, I mean, I love everybody. Not everybody, almost. (laughs) Uh, She added that uh, Addiction Center Breathe Life Healing Center, where she serves as director of referral relations, is uh, LGBT-owned and operated as well. Uh, but she's been candid about her personal life. Oh, uh, my God, uh, in her yeah. Books. Yeah, she had some pretty terrible things happen. She had a years-long sexual relationship with her father. Yep, yep. So uh, pretty um, pretty intense hey, stuff. So if she's working at a, at a, at a or her main thing is this a rehab facility, that's good. That's yep. good, I mean, for her because she had a lot... How could that not F you up? How could uh, that not drive you to drugs? Uh, mm-hmm. You know? Yep, yep. she had, uh, obviously, a real bad run yep. with that, too. Yeah. 
Uh, the Good Place actress Jamila Jamil has announced that she will no longer be on Twitter following Elon Musk's $44 billion purchase of the company. On Monday, she wrote, One good thing about Elon buying Twitter is that I will finally leave and stop being a complete menace to society on here. So it's a win-win for you all, for you all really. Uh, in a follow-up post featuring photos with her adorable dog, uh, Barreled, she said, Ah, he got Twitter. I would like this to be what lies here is my last tweet. Just really any excuse to show pics of Barreled. She said, I fear this uh, free speech bid is going to help this hell platform reach its final form of totally lawless hate, bigotry, and misogyny. Best of luck. How long before she's... Yes, again. Before she's back on it, uh, it happens all the time. They make these yeah. declarations, and the, that afternoon, yep. Uh, look at look at what I had for lunch. But New York Post reports that the hashtags "delete Twitter" and "RIP Twitter" were also trending following Musk's purchase of the platform. So a few people have bailed. Speaking of bailing, uh, it's been a rocky road for Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers, oh, and. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky Road? We don't yeah. have Rocky Road? We don't have Rocky Road. Okay. Yeah. Rocky Road? <laughs> yes. uh, people reports yes. that the pair are are going their separate ways again. Oh, oh no. Yep. Oh, no. A source no. told the publication, Shailene felt everything was on Aaron's terms and it wasn't making her happy. And unfortunately, I don't have anything more than That's that. all you need to say, man. Yeah, so they're Consider this day a wreck. Yeah. Uh, in a recent interview... <laughs> With Access Hollywood, um, uh, actress Jessica Biel said that she's the happiest she's ever been in her marriage with Justin Timberlake, despite the ups and downs they've been through uh, about their marriage. She said, I sometimes feel like 10 years has just flown by in the blink of Ten years, eye. man. Yeah. And other times, I feel like... Ten oh my- years, man! Ten! I feel like, oh my gosh, <laughs> ten years. That's a re- Ten years, man! That's ten! a really substantial, almost... Uh, I'm sorry, substantial amount of someone's life. And I just feel really proud of it, she said. I love it! Are we, are we happy? Jessica Biel's happy. I'm yeah. so happy We're that so she's happy. happy. But I was sad that Shailene Woody was sad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, Supernatural star Misha Collins asked a crowd of fans at Creation Entertainment Supernatural official convention uh, by a show of force, and this is what he said, uh, how many of you would consider yourself introverts? How many extroverts? And how many bisexuals? And then he said with a laugh, I'm all three. Uh, while many thought the actor was coming out, he backtracked on the comment on Monday and apologized via Twitter. He said, I want to deeply apologize for misspeaking this weekend. I'm not bisexual. I happen to be straight, but I'm also a fierce ally. And the last thing I want to do is falsely co-opt the struggles of the LGBTQIA community. He was indelicate about it. They say his first treat was, I'm all about the muff. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. I'm, I'm all about the muff. <laughs> Just want you all to know. And be clear, bro. About this, bro. It's like um, a pop star ne- um, never, never stop, stop never stopping. stopping. His, his <laughs> yeah, his, I'm not gay, but I support. <laughs> uh, American Gigolo star Lauren Hutton is still shining at 78. Uh, according to Page Six, the model and actress posed topless for the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Stop saying topless yeah, when, when, you, uh, when you're covered over. Yeah. They, it's, you know... Unless yeah. I see Nip, it's not topless. It's not topless. Yeah. Not that it matters. I wasn't no. I wasn't thinking all day, 
boy, I really love to see Lauren Hunt and Topless. Yeah, but it's it's such a fake. It's such a fake out. I agree. I agree. Uh, so it was in the Harper's Bazaar May 2022 issue. She's wearing a Gucci blazer with her arms cross across her chest. This is from so Gucci. She's wearing a blazer too. Yeah, yeah come, so on. come on. That doesn't count as topless. No. So if it's a headshot, you're not wearing a shirt. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now braless, I think, might make more sense. That makes, that's what she yeah. basically. I think she's doing hand bras in, in one. Series of pictures. She wrote, uh, I'm not going to try to look younger. Uh, I'm happy to still be modeling, and I'm still an athlete, she said in the issue. Rocky Crunch? <laughs> <laughs> Rocky a little, Crunch? A little lace. Well worth the wait. Enjoyed every second of that. <laughs> also, you're not topless if you're wearing a top. What, what do you guys want for her? You I, like full They do this all the time. <laughs> she literally has a top on. Yeah, therefore, yeah. she is not topless. Kathy, what do I want from her? Yeah. Her licking one of her own nipples. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She's like a hundred. Give her a break. It's, it's, it's such a cheap sound. It's she looks not great. her fault. But when they, when, they, when they report on it, and I'm yeah. guilty of that too because I'm passing along this yeah. story that I saw. Fraudulent. That she had posed. Topless, we just don't consider that. Like if they say she's, you can see her beaver, and it's an actual beaver. (laughs) It doesn't count. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Nice beaver. So, anyhow, they gave her some ice cream, and she rocked. (laughs) Such a lovable character. Isolate that hair. I just want to hear that by itself once and see if that's worth keeping around. Just as that. Here we go. Okay. Wait a Uh, second. A little like. Oh my God! It sounds like me. It does. It sounds like my burp. Or I'm, I'm sorry, wait, my yawn laugh. Here yeah. you go. All right. Oh, wait. Rocky Road. Ice, ice Lake. Oh, my God. Did <laughs> 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 you do that backwards? Yeah. Because yours is a... <laughs> yep. And then his is a... <laughs> yeah. Play, play regular. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> That works. It, it works both ways. <laughs> I like it. You think Chunk's available for an interview? <laughs> he died. He did? Oh, Chunk. No. Sloth oh, is they're dead. talking about Sloth. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Sloth dude. Sloth died. I'll bet you he, does, he definitely does interviews. It'd be cool to talk to him, yeah. right? I mean, we just had Data on for crying yeah. out loud. Mm-hmm. That was so much fun. <laughs> Try to get the whole gang if we can. <laughs> All right. Uh, deadline. Sorry. <laughs> Deadline reports that former <laughs> Lakers point guard coach and general manager Jerry West is... Livid about HBO's winning time series. We talked about this, which portrays the Los Angeles Lakers between 1979 this thing sucks. and 80. But West told the Los Angeles Times on Tuesday, quote, the series made us all, meaning the Lakers, look like cartoon characters. They belittled something good. If I have to, I will take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Wow. And mm. fighting words. Well, he is hell bent on getting something from uh, Adam McKay and company. Put Kim Kardashian on retainer. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's serious about well, it. He does sound like uh, his character in the show a little yeah. bit, does he not? But, but, yeah. Yeah, in, I mean, in that he, statement? Yeah. Yeah, he's, if he's this pissed off about a portrayal and he's going to take it to the Supreme Court. Maybe there's a little bit of truth to uh, what they portray. Also, and I said this last week, it was based on a book. And the, and so the fact that it's made it to HBO now and it's getting um, this yeah. much coverage, you know, the, it, it already had been written. This this portrayal of how Jerry West acted and behaved um, has been talked about many, many times. And, and now he has an issue with it. I think that's well, a little suspect. I yeah. think because you kind of breathed some oxygen into it. Yeah, and sure. the series has obviously uh, brought it back to the forefront. Yep, yep. 
Uh, so, Deadline reports that at CinemaCon in Las Vegas yesterday, Warner Brothers announced that there will be the Batman 2. Yay! Directed by Matt Reeves. And I think it's Matt Reeves' birthday today. I think I missed Aww. him in our birthdays. I thought yeah. I saw that on IMDb. Uh, yeah, he's 56 today. Um, and, of course, Robert Pattinson will be back again. Uh, and he, Reeves said, thank you all for your tremendous support of the Batman. Excuse me. We couldn't have gotten here without uh, the faith, <laughs> the faith enthousi- and enthousi- enthusiasm of all your teams around the world. I'm excited to jump back into this world for the next chapter. So, um, the movie came out, obviously, a little while ago, and then they were going to bring it to streaming in HBO Max. So, I, you know, I, I watched it um, last Friday. And then the next day, it was on HBO, HBO, and like on constantly. So I've seen it now in its entirety, you know, about four times. And uh, but I'm like, man, that I thought it was going to go to HBO Max and streaming for pay there for a a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if you if you look at like last night, it was on HBO. It seemed to be around the clock again. Okay. Uh, Speaking of superhero films, uh, Sony has confirmed the Marvel spinoff Venom Three as well as the sequel to 2021's Ghostbusters Afterlife, directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, Sony announced the sequels at CinemaCon as well, although the studios didn't add any further details about who's involved or when the release might be. Uh, there's surely a good chance that Tom Hardy will be back as the anti-hero uh, from Marvel's Spider-Man comics following last year's Venom let there be carnage. And also, there's a post-credit scene at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home that uh, has... Yes, yes. So, the, the, one of the rumors I heard was that uh, Tom Hardy's Venom will encounter a different Spider-Man, a different Peter Parker, which could be <laughs> Andrew Garfield and or Tobey Maguire. Okay. Because the, the lines that are blurred between Sony and Marvel and Tom Holland and the other Spider-Man... Yeah make uh, proprietary rights confusing. Interesting. However, they can bring in Venom and pl- and use Venom with other Spider-Man, if I understand this correctly. Yes, well, listen, it was Tobey Maguire who encountered Venom in uh, the third Spider-Man movie right. with Tobey Maguire. Right, right. Yeah. So, so you, but you could, because Andrew Garfield was under the Sony umbrella at that time, yeah. Yeah. you could make him and, encounter their Venom. And, and he's just so great in Spider-Man No Way oh, he's Home. excellent. Yeah. I loved it. That scene... Well, listen, I don't know if you... Hopefully you've seen Let, Let's just say it's a great scene when he first appears. Yep. It's really wonderful. Yeah, and then I had heard that, that actually Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man shows up in the Doctor Strange trailer. Okay. And he's the one who goes flying into like an ice cream truck or something like that. Okay. Did you watch the... So at the, the Morbius at the end, there's a post-credit sequence with yeah. Michael Keaton, which apparently they're, they're now like trying to backtrack because, cause, you know, he's Vulture... And he's also, um, he's Batman. Yeah, I think There's they're trying bunch... to set up the Sinister Six, maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, we'll see how it plays out. What the hell's that? It's like the Suicide Squad, but the Marvel version, you know? Okay. So Sinister... But like there's Doctor... been a whole bunch of different um, uh, members of Sinister Six. I think Doctor and... Doom's in there, right? Yeah, uh, well, I didn't see him, but it was like Vulture, um, but like Morbius is like way down the line. Scott Disick. Of, of the Sinister <laughs> Six. That's what they need yeah. to do. Corey Gamble. Get like the, the, the biggest D-bags from uh-huh. reality and, yeah, television and, and, just put one and, of them. and make a, a ragtag, right. you know, uh, mayhem-infested evil squad yeah. of them. I you love don't that. care if they die. All right, we're looking at this. Yeah, I see Electro and uh, Green Goblin as far as the Sinister Six go. Is, I don't know who those some of those other Doc guys. Ock is up there. Yeah, yeah. and so is uh, Mysterio. Gary Lauer. Uh, Vulture and Gary Lauer. <laughs> yeah. And Judge Judy. 
<laughs> she, oh my God! That's his power. power. <laughs> see, she three. Flam power. He blasts flam balls. Stand back, everyone! It's going to get juicy. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that is just gross. We can fire that up again, God. I need to time that out better. It needs to be a little bit. Or retire it forever and never do it again. That's it. The, instead of the oh, art. Oh, you hear the splat <laughs> at the end? Yeah. Oh. One more time. Oh, wait. I might be able to do this. That was excellent. Oh. Oh, my God. God. Well, anyhow, uh, they're going to do... Uh, <laughs> Spit. They're going to do follow-ups to uh, Venom and Ghostbusters. Uh, and then I wanted to mention this. This is really fun. Uh, you uh, uh, Starting in July, you'll be able to sing along with the characters of Encanto. Disney concert. I do already. Live Nation announced Encanto, the sing-along film concert tour. A 32-stop expedition across the U.S., which will give fans of the film... The chance to see their favorite superpower possessing family in a brand new way. The one of one of a kind event promises a simultaneous film and concert experience with a live on stage band accompanying Disney's hit animated film as it plays in its entirety. And they're stopping in Philadelphia. Nice. August 16th at the man. You're going to take uh, Caroline? Maybe it's a Tuesday night. Tuesdays are She's going to take you? Maybe she will. <laughs> But uh, tickets for the tour will be available for purchase uh, 10 a.m. on Friday. So if you want to go see them at the man and sing along, that is an opportunity you can follow up on. All right, we're ready to get to the clips. Based on the classic sci-fi novel, The Man Who Fell to Earth, it tells the story of an alien who comes to our planet and learns to understand humanity. And in this clip, uh, Chitwell uh, Ejifor talks about how his extraterrestrial character changes throughout the show. Here we go. You are trying to kind of just build this character from the kind of experiences that you've had, you know. Like, one of the things that I was excited about with this is that he's he's an alien that arrives on Earth, but it isn't like he arrives as a kind of newborn. He is a, a kind of adult being from another planet. So he has a host of experiences, knowledge, and, and certain things he's trying to learn on the planet, but also there are things he's unlearning. <laughs> uh, the There was a movie with David Bowie, The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is very artsy, and um, it has sort of a sadder ending. But um, I'm curious to see this. Uh, new episodes of The Man Who Fell to Earth. Premiere Sunday nights on Showtime. Here's the next clip for you. The crime drama Candy tells the real-life murder of Betty Gore and the suspected culprit, her neighbor, Candy Montgomery. And here, Jessica Biel, who stars as Montgomery, uh, talks about experiencing both the killer and victim dynamic. <laughs> it's always terribly informative and important when you can play two sides. You know, you, you, you have experience doing one thing, you have an experience doing another thing. It absolutely would inform you know everything that you do informs the next thing in some possibly even intangible way i guess i definitely know there's a lot less screaming and yelling when you're the killer and not the victim and that that's that's a little nicer really yeah i think i remember this story i'm looking at a picture of her and she's got this tightly permed do and i think right. this woman killed somebody with an axe if i remember correctly it's heavy duty uh yeah, you know what? I'll have to look that up. So Candy is set to premiere 
on Hulu May 9th, by the way. All right, and there you go. It's the Entertainment Report. And the entertainment continues because we have a screening of Doctor Strange. Yeah. This is a new movie that everybody's excited about it. It is in the Multiverse of Madness, Wednesday, May 4th, 7 p.m. at UA King of Prussia. I can take four callers, first four callers. At 215-263-WMMR. And we will put you in the theater to see it for anybody else a couple of days before it even opens. Nice. Let's get you on board for that. Call right now. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. We'll return in a second. New on Rock Breakdown, what songs do you hear at a red, not chili pepper show? Plus, Metallica's new whiskey, aged in heavy metal, and rumors of a Van Halen tribute tour. Rock Breakdown, watch it now on Instagram or WMMR.com. Hey, before we get anything really quick, I, I just want to give a little butt plug to an event that I am uh, participating in and, and actually have been a part of for a long time. Now, my daughter, uh, Caroline, it was her birthday yesterday, Yes, uh, suffers from Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. so therefore uh, directly uh, involved with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And so we have this event every year. It is called the uh, Philadelphia Take Steps Walk. Uh, and this year it's going to be on June 12th, my anniversary, Steve's birthday. Yeah, hey! And it will be at the Link, Lincoln Financial Field, and you can walk on my team. You can participate and be a part of this if you donate and sign up for Team Preston WMMR. You get a team T-shirt. We will actually get to walk on Lincoln Financial Field. If That's you've always wanted to be down there on the pretty field, cool. pretty cool chance to do that. Swoop will be there, Eagles cheerleaders, and not to brag or anything, but I'm this year's media honored hero. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting an award, so. Uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Please, please, quiet down. Uh, no, if, and you can hear my call late in the night. <laughs> Whatever it is, I can't make that noise again. Uh, and that's me. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, it's coming up on the uh, the 12th of June, and uh, it's for uh, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Research, Education, and uh, Patient Support Services for those suffering from inflammatory bowel diseases, which are insanely painful, gang. So, if you could help out, that would be great, and sign up for the team, and just go to WMMR.com and click on events, and you will find the info there, and would love to have you on the team. Preston, I got a text yesterday from uh, Giovanna Pisano. Gen- Giovanna won our Isolation Idol contest. You remember yeah. that from 2020? Right yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic, her band Dinah is going to be playing at your event. So she's oh, gonna, yeah. So and she, she saw the information on the website and she's like, "Oh my god, I get to see Preston." She was on our show via Zoom, but never got to meet. Never got to meet us. So, yeah. uh, uh, Giovanna and her band are going to be there at that event on June twelfth. Which by is the really way, cool. They always have several bands in different parts of the concourse, nice. yeah, playing yeah. as you're walking along. And there's usually you know like superheroes and things. It's really cool. But you know, it's cool. Also, you've had to do it in a more mitigated way over the past yes. couple of years, and this is sort of a return to what everyone loved about the event. All these upcoming events are yes. finally going to be what they once were. Yes. Uh, which is great. So participate. You am them. If you can, we am them. All right, I got uh, I got this email. It was a little while back, but uh, better late than never. I thought this was an interesting uh, question to pose to people. So I got this email from Brian uh, who lives in, uh, is it Lewis, Delaware? Is that how you say Lewis, that? Yeah. Lewis, Delaware. Yeah, yeah. L-A-W-E-S. Lewis, Lewis Delaware. Uh, he said, hey, uh, he said, I had an idea that I thought might be interesting. Recently, I learned that my in-laws have a garbage disposal and they refuse to use it because they don't want to break it. 
They keep a trash bag in the sink for food scraps instead of allowing them to go into the garbage disposal. So they have a device that they never use for fear of breaking it. Yes. And he said, this is pure insanity to me. And it got me to thinking, if there are other things of convenience that some people refuse to use for fear of breaking them. So, and he also said, uh, he said additionally, it's become clear to me uh, that people love to do greetings when they go live on the air. I thought maybe a segment maybe called the Salutation Station would be cool. <laughs> and it would allow people to get in and do their get their greeting fix. Now, nah, we'll worry about yeah, that another time. But anyhow... Um, that's an interesting uh, question. So you have this device that is made specifically for this one thing to do, yet you don't <laughs> want to use it because you might break it. But what's the point of having it if you're not, not going use to it. use it? I know this phenomenon uh, exists with a lot of people. I'm a gadget guy, so I will use it. I, like, I immediately adopt something and I'll use whenever I get it. But I am aware of people who will buy things uh, and um, never use them. I, I do it all the time. Mm. Oh, you're doing yeah, you this? Yeah. The time. By the way, if you are in this situation, call us. I want to hear it. 215 263 WMMR. All right. What is it? So Kim? it's not that I won't use things, it's <laughs> that I use them um, sparingly? Yes, when absolutely necessary. Like super sparingly? So, yes. Will you, will you actually do extra work, be- even though you have something that could get it, something yeah. to. Okay. So, okay. So, so Casey and I mm-hmm. walked in, we usually walk into work together, and um, he noticed it. I guess a couple of times and then finally said something to me. So this is just one example here at the station. Uh, when you walk into the building, there's um, the door that you can hit for, you know, it's like a handicap and it'll, it'll uh, for, you know, somebody walking through and it'll open the door for them. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the only door you can get in. Uh, in the morning when we scan our key card because the doors are locked. It's the only one that unlocks. That unlocks, right? right? Once mm-hmm. we get into the vestibule, all of the doors are open. There's yeah, several there's like doors. six doors you can right. go yeah. through, yeah. I won't go through the other handicap door. <laughs> I won't open that handicap door because it's automatic. It's and the door I'm straight using, through, yeah. So I'm, u- that, I'm using that door <laughs> opener. It doesn't need to be, so I'll just go over to the one that I pull with my own hand and open. Because you're afraid if you open it too often, so, it's eventually going to cause this to w- malfunction. Cor- correct. Okay. I Wait, do it with my I do it with my garage door opener at home. You don't use your what? automatic garage so door. So I will go out my front door if uh, you know more yeah. often than than not because if I use the garage door opener so much, eventually it's going to break. Right, guys. Oh wow. Meanwhile, wait, hold on. I just I had to have it replaced because it did break after thirteen so years. So <laughs> thirteen yeah. years. <laughs> It's going to happen anyway. 13. Yeah. 13 years. Yeah. I got 13 years out of it, but maybe did I get 13 years out of it because I used the front oh, door? Oh, is, this, this is, <laughs> is this why you're yeah, asking right. about a garage door? Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, the garbage disposal, though, <laughs> that I will use. Like, I'm not worried about that one. Um, okay. I know. So my um, it, on my wife's side of the family, one of the uh, one of the uh, people, one of the uh, in-laws, not in-laws, uh, uh, you know, yeah, forget who it is. Her anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, trying to figure out how you classify this person. But uh, dishwasher doesn't use it. Dishwasher sitting right there in the kitchen because does not use it. because of fear of it breaking that a perception of, of overuse of water okay. uh, a perception of other things and fear of breaking all of that sort of um, and no I don't want to screw with that I had a friend who I worked with dishwasher but for a different reason not for uh, fear of breaking she would not use a dishwasher because. She hated unloading the dishwasher. Oh, yeah, I hate that. So, therefore, would hand wash everything, which 
you still have to put all that stuff away when you're yeah. done hand washing it. But there was something about putting it in, yeah. running it, and then opening it up and taking it back out that she did not she want to take it like She didn't like picking up the work on the other side. Right. So, in other words, when you're washing it, Right then and there, you're putting it away, so it seems like it's all in one. Yeah, like smaller amounts. Right, right, yeah. But it's yeah. the same still thing. doing the same yeah, thing. Same thing. Yeah. In the almost 20 years that I've been a dishwasher owner, I don't think uh, I don't think I've actually turned a dishwasher on maybe more than five or six times. Oh my god, I just I'll run it like twice a day. It's weird. without even dishes in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird though because I just don't feel like the dishwasher gets the dishes clean enough, and. It, it, it doesn't, and, and I think it's just because the way my kids load it, it just gets overloaded, or they won't rinse things out. They'll, like, put, fu- listen, the commercials lie. You can't put a full-on spaghetti dinner yeah, into yeah, the yeah. dishwasher, <laughs> and the dishwasher's going to clean it up. It just doesn't work that way. So, do you know as what? far as I'm concerned, the dishwashers, I can do a better job, and in less time. So, here's the deal. If you're basically halfway there, cleaning off the dishes... May as well go ahead some, and finish it. Just finish it. Yeah, right. By the way, here's a text that says, my friend's mom got a brand new $10,000 lawnmower. No. What? Uh, it better be a riding I'll, lawnmower. I'll, I'll buy it from you. <clears throat> uh, for Christmas and refuses to use it. Uses the old one still because the new one looks too pretty and doesn't want to mess it up. Listen, I oh, get I'll that. Do, wait, man. I'll do that. I'll use the the older item until like okay. So here's one: a hair dryer. Right? I, I bought a new hair dryer and they're fairly expensive, but I still have a li- but I I still have a little bit of use out of my old hair dryer. So like I'm trying to get mm-hmm. until that completely dies and then I'll start with the get new rid one. of it. Yeah, I, but I understand I that that reasoning because when you see like a nice. Brand new, like, work truck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, from guys that actually, like, use it. It's not like a glamour truck. Like, some of these guys. This is my like, glamour truck. Well, yeah, listen. Yeah. You have these trucks that just look nice, and they never put anything in the bed or whatever. But then you have these other guys that actually, you know, really work for a living, and they put everything. It's like, so funny. It's because so, I have, like, that home case. I have this Amazon. It's a collection of tools, and everything's in this place, and it's, it's all very clean. And, and all the contractors that I know... All their equipment is all effed up and banged up because they're yeah. using it. Well, yeah, my friend Bill, he he just got this beautiful brand new truck. He showed it to me last year. He's like, "Oh, look at this!" You open the door, the little uh, yeah. the stool comes out. You know, little uh, things you step on. Step and, stool, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is gorgeous. And but you know, how long until it's just all dented and scratched? Yeah. And- yeah. Here's the text says, "My father refused to use the AC in the car when I was a kid, <laughs> and still to this day because." <laughs> He doesn't want to fix it if something goes wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. No matter how hot and humid it is outside. But wow. But Dude, you're that, not using it. It yeah. may as well not work now. Yes. If you're yeah. never going to use it. There are people who employ that same line of thinking with central air in a home. Well, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let me let me go to some uh calls. I'm gonna go to uh Joanna. Hi, Joanna. Good morning. Good morning. Guys, I'm at work. Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bother you, Joanna. What's up? So my mother, um, they've been going on 15 years maybe, refuses to use our fireplace in the house. Refuses. Is it a gas-operated fireplace? It is not. It's regular, but she's afraid that it's it's not going to work. It's not going to Fireworks! They've had it cleaned when they bought the house. They've had it cleaned since. There's nothing wrong. It's a regular fireplace. Refuses. She's afraid that... A catastrophe is going to happen. Wow. It's going to break. I mean, Joanna. Like a fireplace. How do you right. break a fireplace? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But let me ask you, does she, Does she? if you get her, uh, you know, uh, away from the fireplace and she can talk freely, will she admit to liking a fireplace? Oh, yeah. 
She loves it. <laughs> okay. It doesn't make any sense. We never use a nope. fireplace in our old home. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> thanks, Joanna. Yep. Have yep. a good one. You too. Well, from oh, for we lived there for ten years and never, and it was the, the first fireplace that I ever owned in my entire life. Why? Did you not were, use it because you thought it was going to break? Uh, I didn't use it because my wife said we can't use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever ask her why? Uh, What's that in your mouth? Spit it out. Spit it out. Spit it out. out. What Uh, did I tell you about baby birds? Stop it. (laughs) Uh, I think she was worried about burning the house down. A lot uh, of people are. A lot of people are of of, of fireplaces and, and just in general. It's what it's made for. Yeah. It's, it's made to, but to put can, a fire. House can set on fire for a multitude of other reasons. Yes. Well, we own fireplaces now that we've put fires in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they're just outside. Yeah. Uh, let me. Let me. <laughs> you brought those fires home and then you put them in. Put the them fire. in. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Terry. You're on the air. Good fire morning, go, please. Hey. Hey, what's up, Terry? Well, so my husband inherited a, a really nice and big snowblower from his dad about seven years ago and refuses to use it. He always has an excuse. There's not enough snow or the snow might be too heavy or I can't get it out of the garage. And I just don't understand why he won't use it. And he'll just go out and shovel it instead. Yeah, yeah. He'll just go out and shovel it and... I just, I don't understand. Terry, say, given the data on how many people have heart attacks shoveling, and try try to convince him that way. Because, you know, right? I'm mm-hmm. trying. Yeah, but I, I know I know people who will do that with the snowblowers as well. Not enough. Not enough snow to snowblow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's what it's made for. All right, thank you, Terry. Uh, here's one that says, my grandmother would turn off her blinker stuck at traffic lights to save the bulb. <laughs> The blinker. <laughs> you're so, wait, you're supposed to ha- leave that light on. on. Oh my God, uh, yeah. that's great. And, and same with windshield wipers. I love it. Said it was more of a cheap thing. Oh my God. So you didn't want the, the wipers to wear yeah. out. Yeah. That's funny. God. Here's one of the things I noticed way too late in life was that if, if you have, uh, it, with products, you know, let's say like a vacuum cleaner sure. along those lines. Um, and after you go through a couple of them and they fall apart, if, if you realize that you do. The recommended regular maintenance, yeah, cleaning things, right. taking it apart. Some of those things will last freaking ever, man. So you just have to do these cleaning steps every now and then, and it'll last. Um, you know? That's wait. That's another thing. You bring up the vacuum cleaner that I do um, with its charging. The like the handheld vacs, computers, phones, all of that. Like I don't like to leave it plugged in and charging. Constantly, you can like actually. To... In some cases, you can damage the battery. Well, can I? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's still but, true but, or not. But like, for I'll... the most part, no, you should be fine. So, I, like, I use the vacuum yeah. until it dies, and then I plug it in, and then when the ch- I check it throughout, you know, the day, if the charge <laughs> is done, I unplug it. I wonder how the battery is. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, seriously, because I don't want to ruin the Dennis, battery. Dennis, check the battery on the shark. <laughs> I we have these. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick. No, we have these. Um, um, uh, tools, power tools, yeah. that use batteries, and the batteries can use for various tools, a drill for this one, you know, it's lithium like that. batteries. Yeah. yeah, so you move them from one product to another. So I mounted these yeah. chargers on the wall, stick them up there, leave them charged all the time. So you never know when you're going to need to do That's a product, do, project, yeah. and you have it ready to go. Well, I don't know who was doing it, but every now and then someone would unplug the charger, uh, and I would go and yeah. need to use the battery. It was me. I was coming over and, he, and unplugging your. He turned it on and go, and I'm like. What? I mounted this thing to the wall and plugged it in. So I have a whole bank of, I use the iWorks, the gardening equipment from the, the, the leaf blower to the lawnmower. It's all, they're all electric. And uh, I go in and I have them pressed in, like, just like you, the bank all along. Yeah. They're ready to go. Boom, boom, boom. 
And and I, I go and I go, what what is that? And I'm put because there's a button you can check to see how charged the batteries are, and they're all powered down. I'm like what? They were all connected into a power strip. Somebody yeah. uh, turned it off. Power strip. <laughs> yeah, uh, real quick, Steve, do you keep those in the garage or in the house? In the garage. Uh, now I've heard that when it gets brutally cold. That, yeah, somebody told me this too. I, I brought all that stuff inside for right. the, that very reason. A, a and yeah, hot you're, or cold. you're told to blow up if. if I know. I, I keep. What all do you do? Yeah, I keep them yeah. in the kitchen for whatever. Like there's a, there's yeah. one cabinet in the kitchen that's not used. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom's coming over. She's like, "Where do you keep the glasses? Like that's actually where the batteries are. <laughs> um, the glasses are in the garage. Yeah, yeah. but." Preston, real quick, I know you're not a big uh, uh, kitchen gadget guy, right. but when I get a new knife, I, I I hold on. I don't use it right away, and I think it's because like I want to keep it pristine. You want to keep it super sharp, yeah, and, and well, and like really clean and 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 just perfect. I, uh, do you ever do that with new kitchen items? Do you no. like okay, Scissors. you dive in right away. Made to be used. Okay, yes. well, wait a second. In my mind, this also goes to another conversation, which is how quickly do you? Use, okay. I do like things to look nice and pristine. So right. there are things like ice. Like I, after a while, like we were talking yesterday about hiking shoes and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, I, if they get too scuffed up, I, <laughs> yes. that'll be an extravagance. It's a crossing yeah, point. Sorry, yeah. it's yeah. not to my standard. It doesn't look right. Nick, I have 19 pairs of scissors because I use oh the old God. scissors to cut things like opening boxes or right. something that's thicker. And then the newer, <laughs> sharper scissors are for the things that need like a nice, I get it. A clean finer cut. cut. Yeah. Right. Like, so, you, and you, you need 19 of them? Oh, you can find scissors all over my house <laughs> in every room. Hey, this is a craft queen, right? <laughs> Steve, I have three pairs of these sneakers that I'm wearing right now and they have, um, I have used them in stages. In fact, I, I drew uh, like a, a letter on the tongue of the shoe so I didn't use them for what they weren't intended for. So the oldest version of those... I, I do the sneaker phase. I'm with you. Okay, I'm so following you. The oldest version were uh, my cycling shoes, and then the uh, newest version, are I only wore them to jog, and then... Are they identical? The, I... Identical. And that's yeah. why you have to mark them. I okay. had to mark them. So I had, I had uh, jogging, uh, cycling, right. and then everyday shoes. So I go left to right. So, yeah. so the, 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 the pair of shoe that's the, the furthest left, <clears throat> it's like in people jumping out of an airplane, you know, skydiving. It's, they're, they're at the door. Uh-huh. And so those are the ones that are the prime ones for using. And then it goes, and then they start to circle around into the goodwill pile. Yeah, and oh. now now I have my lawn mowing shoes. And I'm actually really oh, yeah, proud of myself, good. Kathy, because, oh, you have a, you have a lawn mowing shoe guy? No, I just oh, want to go oh, to a sorry. call yeah. when All you right. eventually stop talking. So, <laughs> uh, Hang on a second, Preston. I, I got He's something for you here. Hold on. I need you to stop talking <laughs> and listen to me. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm proud of myself because my lawn mowing shoes I've been using for like three right. whole years now. <laughs> I, I'm going to go back to people not using things because they afraid they're afraid they will break. Yeah. And I will go to Barbara, who's been on hold for a while. Hey, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, Barbara? Um, my brothers and I just sold a house that we inherited from my father. They bought it in 1986, and they never used the dishwasher. There you go. We. We we had the realtor come in, and I was telling her, I said, I think the dishwasher's broken. My brother's like, no, it works. They just never used it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's is it from 1986? Is it that old? Oh, yes. The washer? Yes, the original dishwasher oh, that was put in the house. I bet you that so, the, the, it would probably still run. It's not going to, you know, I mean, it's, it's a functional dishwasher. But did they ever explain why they chose not to use it? Was it for this reason, for fear of breaking it? Yes, they didn't want to, you know, n- nothing technical. Like, that That was high-tech back then in 1986 to them. 
Wow. Jesus. Yeah. That's, and That's hilarious. Apparently it's a thing. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to an older uh, situation as well. This is Joe who's on the air. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, Joe? Uh, you guys remember back in, like, the 70s when you'd get in a car, the seatbelts were kind of tucked up and folded above the window. Yes. In little brackets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'd get in the car, and my dad, he was kind of a perfectionist, and he wouldn't let me take the seatbelt out of the little thing above the window because he thought it'll never go back neatly. (laughs) He never let us use the seatbelt. He would rather have you not use the seatbelt to maintain the aesthetic. Oh, yeah. I used to try to get it out. And uh, he'd be like, ah, don't touch that. You'll never get that back. Get get away from that. Stop playing with that. I'm like, Dad, it's a seatbelt. He's like, you feel that dashboard? Push on it. And, you know. Would he he make you ride on the hood of the car so that you wouldn't screw up the seats? (laughs) Oh. That's that's crazy. All right, thanks. To this day, Yeah, it's still a joke. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. All right, how about this? Let's go to Stuart. Hey, Stuart, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up, Stuart? I got got one for you. All right. My mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she uh, has had an in-ground swimming pool in in the backyard. Mm Mm-hmm. She never went in it. She paid for the pool guy to open it and maintain it. And I asked her, how come you never use it? She just told me that she liked looking at it and she wanted waterfront property. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But she never used the pool. True story. Never Never used used the pool. Wow. Yeah, but if she's paying for the maintenance, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. All right, a little bit different than what we're talking about, but that's interesting, yeah. Well, and this is slightly different as well, but can you go to Steve on line two, Preston? Line two? All right. Uh, Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Press. Hey, what's up, Bob? Uh, my best friend to this day, his father, back in the 70s, 80s, and part of the 90s, whenever he would get a new car, would pop the hubcaps off and put them in the trunk because he was afraid they were going to get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> May as well give them to somebody. Right. You know? Take the hubcaps off. Oh, that's funny. So he would immediately take a beautiful brand new car and make it look like a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. For fear of them being stolen. Hey, these doors. Someone Thanks, might Steve. take them. Uh, let's go to, uh, Jennifer. Hi there, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning to you. What's up, Jennifer? Okay, so I'm a lifelong camper, and, uh, you know, with the internet, there are things like social media groups, etc. So I started following a bunch of camping groups on Facebook, Mm -hmm. uh, and I discovered that there's a whole crew of campers that do not poop in their camper. They don't don't poop in their camper. Yeah, exactly. It's made for that specifically. What is? Do they give their reasons why they don't want to do it? I I don't know. I think they're afraid of the block tank. I don't know if they they don't want to dump their poop or, or what. But there's literally a hashtag: no poop in the camper. I nope. Yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, yeah. Well, you guys know, like when you're a camp out for hunger and you yeah. have the RV, and like it's not that you. If you have to, it's fine. That's what it's there for. But if, like, there's the alternative to go out elsewhere, like, for example, uh, Ulta, when we used to yes. be in Plymouth, uh-huh. meaning, like, uh-huh. you would prefer Ulta to the RV pooper. And so I understand that mentality. It, it's there for a reason. If you got to go, you got to go. But, like, if you can find an alternative, uh, find the alternative. I might see that. I, I don't see refusing to do it, though, Correct. You know no, what we, I mean? Listen, yeah. it, it push comes to shove, no pun intended. We'll use that camper yeah. Uh, pooper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's some text. It says, my dad refused to buy trash bags because you were buying them to throw them away. <laughs> so what did he do with trash? He would make special trips to the grocery store for small bags and Walmart for even larger bags for the larger trash cans. 
Uh, even if he couldn't buy something to fill the bag, he would ask the cashier for a wad of those big bags. <laughs> oh, my God. So, in essence... A lot of what you buy from the grocery, you're buying it knowing you're going to throw it away. That's funny. He wouldn't buy them because you're purchasing something that you're just going to throw <laughs> just away. just going to throw it away. That's funny. <laughs> but it has a purpose. Yeah. Right. You know? Why get a toilet? You're just going to flush that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, all right. Here we go. What is this, Nick? It's well, just... it's, I'm confused by the the details at the end. All right, shall I read the last part first? Just what what the grandparents do. My grandparents lived. It says, F my grandparents lived until they were in their late 90s, and they used their dishwasher all the time. They even had a little magnet that would say clean or unclean with a little piggy on it that (laughs) they would rotate to say what condition the dishes were. We had that when I was a kid. You did? Yeah, clean or dirty. And it was a little piggy? Not a piggy, but we we had this thing, and you would, you would, it had a, a, it was a magnet, it had a, uh, you know, it said dishes are, and then it had a little chain to another piece uh, underneath it that you could oh, flip over that would oh. say clean or dirty. Oh. That's cool. Like that. And that way you wouldn't have to guess when you're standing uh, at the same. I yeah. used that yesterday because I loaded uh, <laughs> dirty dishes into a oh. clean dishwasher. Yeah. I hate that. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Hey, how often do you, um, do you change your bath towel? Like, do you use the same bath towel over and over again? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, like a, a week? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, oh, dear God. Something January like that. 1st. Yeah, I, I do the same thing only because um, it's clean. <laughs> I'm drying myself with clean water on, on a clean body, and so I, I don't feel like it's as dirty, and I don't feel like loading the hamper with laundry that is yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, okay. You're not a barbarian. No, no you're not I alone. Not. You're not alone. Kathy thinks it's disgusting, yeah. but... Not disgusting. Do you... Sometimes you have to be careful of the smell and, and yeah. mildew growing. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I hang it up to, to dry, yeah. to air dry. So, yeah, you know, over the that. TV. Yeah. Are you uh, once a week? <laughs> How often you wash once? them? No, like probably every other day. Oh, right. man. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's Sorry. see. <laughs> Let me go to. I use the washer. I have no problem using that. <laughs> I have Frank on the line. Hey, Frank, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Frank, what's up, man? Uh, so my car came with two remote starts, and one of them broke. So I have a second one that works perfectly fine, but, like, I don't want to go through that loss again. So I just don't use it. And I'd rather just walk out to my car, start in the morning, and then go back in the house being like, gosh, I wish I still had two remote starts. <laughs> you don't want to risk it because you're down to just one. What if that breaks? You had a backup. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, I don't know how to replace the remote start, so we're just not going to go. Like, what would someone do if they wanted to get a new one? You'd have to, I guess, go buy one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not doing that. right? All right. Thank you for it. Can't play me for a sucker. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, this all got started because of this email that we got who said that uh, the guy's in-laws, garbage disposal, uh, they, they refuse to use it. Because uh, they don't want to break it, so they actually keep a trash bag in the sink mm. next to it. Okay. It's funny, yeah. To just throw the scraps in. Which, by the way, I did. We we had a um, uh, uh, a clog, a drain uh, uh, issue, and we had uh, I called Horizon out, and the tech came and fixed. And he said he was telling me some stuff about the garbage disposal that I didn't know. As far as using, he's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's there for the the purpose of breaking that stuff up and and it going down the tube, but not everything breaks up. That well and can right. eventually cause a clog. And he was telling me some of the things I didn't realize. He said what you shouldn't put in the um, uh, in the garbage disposal, uh, eggshells. Yeah. He said they ah. eventually, he, he described them as a net. Uh, there's a membrane on the inside of the yeah. shell and it goes down in there and it won't fully uh, ah. dissolve. And it will, 
I was, dude, I have thrown <laughs> thousands of eggs down uh-huh. the, uh, Oops. Uh, in, into the I, disposal over years. And he's like, yeah, that's one you need to avoid. I was like, I had no idea. I think, uh, potatoes can turn into like a, like a glue. Like, okay. It, it, yeah. So like there are a whole ah. bunch of foods that you can't put down there because they well, it just, the, what's the purpose? Then, I right? know, I know, but you gotta be selective in what you can and can't put hey, down there. Go. Nick pulled up this list real quick. I know we have to take a break case, but, uh, let's see. Oh. Clam and oyster shells, really? Yeah, don't I, do that. I didn't, didn't rocks, know that. Don't put rocks. Rah, in. Yeah, what about rocks. what about wrenches? No, mm. grease, oil, uh, a large amount of vegetable peels, uh, large number of eggshells. It says here uh, artichokes hmm. in particular, and corn husks are things you should stay away from. Wow. Okay. Anyway, listen. Thank you guys for your calls. We appreciate it, and thank you to Brian from uh, Lewis, Delaware. Uh, for sending in that suggestion. We have to take a break because we're going to go live on Fox Good Day when we return. We have the Bizarre File to get to. We have MMR's Concert Cash and your first chance at winning $500 and MMRBQ tickets. It's coming up next. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Here we go, friends. (laughs) People remember. Let's get to Preston and Steve. We have an important question for you. If you... Yeah, like if I bought you over at Home Depot a urinal for your home, would you install it, Preston? Uh, I would love to have a urinal at home. That'd be awesome. Um, when I was a kid, there was a drain we had in the floor on the unfinished side of our basement. I used to pee in that. Oh, awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did, too. Did you really, oh, Mike? God. You would pee yeah. in that oh, Preston's yeah. basement? Yeah. Yep, yep. The- East side of my basement in Wichita, Kansas. Because it was the unfinished side of the basement, yeah. and there was a sump pump with a big hole. I just pee there. there Why go. not? That's what it's I all did. Ending too. up in the yeah. same place. So I'm all for a urinal, Mike. Clearly, you are too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know where I would put one in my home. Uh, I'm trying to think of which uh, well area would room. would be best. The, the living, living room. room. Yeah, sure. I think is the most. Room. I in my bathroom I have a and it's I think it's kind of ineffective. It's a wall mounted bidet oh, and it's, uh, it's just weird. Really? Yeah. You stand up while I, that it's weird. You got to get hunched over and like it's uh, like you're twerking. Actually, yeah. you know what, guys? Casey has a history with a home urinal that yeah. he can tell you about. Yeah, yeah. So my my aunt Pat and Uncle Bob they had a in their hallway bathroom they had a urinal and and I just thought it was the coolest thing. I've always wanted one ever since. And I, you know, I don't understand why women, because I saw that ninety percent of women don't wouldn't want a urinal in their home. But like, why not? Well, like, you, it, I mean, you you don't have to worry about you know the toilet seeping. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and it's for yeah. for running and gunning. You can't beat it. Right? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So true. But the cleaning of it, though, like, how does that? Well, that be a little it, listen. In, in public bathrooms, it's a disaster sometimes. But I think in your own home, you would exert more splash listen, control. You do have a little splashback issue that can happen <laughs> yeah, on those right. uh, okay. really put a throw pillow in full it. time. So you would have to, you know, put something down below. <laughs> I think. But, but listen, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to tell you something that is so magical. Yeah. It happens on rare occasions, <laughs> and because we have urinals here at the radio station, but every now and then you walk in, and Casey, <laughs> if he just happens to know that you're going to come walking in, he will, like a little kid, drop his pants and underwear all the way down to his ankles. And when you walk in... 
Because that's how kids pee at the yeah, urinal. By the way, I recently did that for our assistant program director. We were in Penn Station in New York City, and I was doing that at Penn Station. Are it you disgusted, oh Alex? It's the best. Shot? It's the best. He has no shame. No. no, 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 no. I've no. seen him do it at the... You remember the old urinals that would go all the way to the floor? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. And, and those were terrible because you would end up peeing all over your shoes. Yeah. Uh, but, but Casey, at your old school, yeah. your old grade school, there's a picture of... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I actually was wearing my old school uniform. All the way down. Anything for a laugh, guys. Anything for a laugh. For a laugh. I said, yeah. I said what goes on in y'all's restroom? Oh, my goodness. oh you don't Does want this to happen know. often? Or is this just yes. a case of thing? Uh, no. uh, a couple times uh, a year, maybe. Yeah. Our main bathroom is pretty disgusting. Mm. Yeah, here, here and there. <laughs> but, but I would Kathy love to do that. No, I don't do that for a laugh. But going back to the original conversation, I do have my cousin uh, allowed her husband to do the basement. They built a new house. She did the whole house. She said, the basement is yours. And he put he did the bathroom and he put a urinal in there. He did this big, huge steam shower. That's cool. There's also a thing not to drag this out too much, guys. But when we talked about this on the air a while back, there's like something known. I think it's like known as the the Pittsburgh toilet. Yeah. And in in unfinished basements. The to- there will be a toilet like in the middle of a room, That's right? And what? just with no walls around or any- and, yeah. and for some reason it's prevalent in Pittsburgh, and and we got calls from people who were like, yes, absolutely, just My a toilet it's, sitting. It's like out in the middle of a room, and I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So Pittsburgh. do people watch? Like, how does this work? I think I so. I think but it's if you don't have cable. It's in older homes, <laughs> but you can look that up and see what we're talking about. Yeah, oh, I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And right. why did sometimes? out in public they put ice in urinals what's that about uh, i think it's smell? for splashback purposes uh, it, it i think is. it's like prevents yeah. yeah there's there's less splash also mike the best uh, ice approach for that is ice shavings not ice cubes because yes. the shavings yeah. uh, it's like peeing in the snow yeah Trust me. Oh, what an expert. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I know a few things. Yes. Okay, we go. All right. We'll, we'll see you later, guys. Thank you very much. By the way, man, I have I have a fairly I I, I didn't. I just relived this moment. I have a fairly traumatic moment from my childhood. I was Uh-oh. probably in like first grade, and I went. I was in the bathroom, or maybe it was even kindergarten. Mm. And as a kid, because at home, you know, when being potty trained to pee standing up, yeah, uh, you would pull all the way down, right. like Casey does in in the pictures. Yeah. And I remember doing that. I remember pulling my pants down and standing at the urinal and peeing. And there were other kids in the in the bathroom, and one of them started making fun of me because. Of Never forget about it because he goes, I saw Preston's butt. Oh my God. <laughs> it's wild how little things like it's, that from it, your childhood, like yep. it stings even thinking about that. Uh huh. Like, I want to go back mocked. and murder that kid. Uh huh. Hopefully they're a raging drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> mocked. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. P. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I listen- need you to stop talking. <laughs> All right. He's right. Okay. We need to get to something. <laughs> we need to do right. this. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. All right. The word is style. S-T-Y-L-E. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that, and there are three ways for you to do it. You can text in the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins 500 bucks in this company-wide contest. 
and all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. Again, the word is style, S-T-Y-L-E. We skipped traffic, so let's get to that now before we do the B-File. Kathy, what's going on this morning? Yeah, it's not good. So we've got an accident, 295 northbound. Your stops from 42 to Warwick Road, where uh, the debris spill is in the roadway uh, and blocking lanes south at Rancocas Woods, Del Ran exit. We've got an accident off to the shoulder, 55 northbound, jams north of Deptford to the 42 freeway, 42 north, slowing from Blackwood Clementon Road to 295. We've got an accident on the Vine Expressway uh, right at Broad Street. It is backing up across the Vine and onto the Ben Franklin Bridge. So you're stopped west on the Vine Expressway between 95 and Broad Street where the right lane is blocked. The Ben Franklin Bridge westbound. Uh, you're stopped from the mid-span to 8th and Vine. 309, we've got an overturned tractor trailer. This is in Quakertown southbound uh, between Bethlehem Pike and 152. It's closed because of this uh, overturned tractor trailer. Schuylkill Expressway westbound jams from Passiunk to South Street, the Boulevard to Belmont eastbound from 202 into Conshohocken, the Boulevard to the Vine. The Blue Route northbound jams 95 to the Media Bypass Slow on the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound from Willow Grove to Fort Washington. Another accident on the northeast extension southbound. Uh, the right shoulder blocked. And then on 422 eastbound, we've got an accident off to the right shoulder at Trooper Road. This traffic report brought to you by Jamaica Tourist Board. The weather right now in Jamaica is warm and sunny. Call your travel agent or go to visitjamaica.com to learn more. Let's go. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. The Bizarre File is brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. You can can get delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com. Let's begin in San Bernardino, California. A grocery shopper says... That he was dragged into a closet, kicked and stomped on by employees after making a comment about their customer service. John Valencia. And I'd like to make a comment about that. Said that he was picking up some coffee and creamer at the Statler Brothers. And wasn't that a group? <laughs> well, yes, the Statler Brothers. That was of uh, the like a country and western Right, group, yeah. yeah, All right, yeah. So anyhow, at the Statler Brothers. Well, things are going bad for him. Around 8 a.m. Wednesday morning. And uh, the line to the only reg- open register was long. So he asked a manager nearby if they could open another checkout lane. He said the manager ignored him. He said, I just went, I got in line, I was like, well, thank you, you know, great customer service. He said the manager then responded and seemed upset. He said, at no time was I being aggressive, at no time was I being loud. Was I threatening him in any way? I was trying to tell him, you know, bro, calm down. Yeah. And I just asked you to open another lane, this is according to Valencia. Eventually, after being asked to leave, Valencia said that he was suddenly, physically dragged into a closet. He said other employees came and I can remember it was like they had me on the ground, and I seen them trying to close the door, and I was trying to kick the door open so they wouldn't close it, and they grabbed my legs and pulled them up. Two of them started beating on me. They started kicking my face wow. and stomping on my back and stomping my head while holding me down. It's incredible. He said eventually someone said, let him up, and he called 911, and his wife, Megan. What did you say? Uh, it was terrifying, he said, to get the phone call from him, uh, Megan said. Uh, she can't believe that the witness who was filming was the only one to step in to do anything. Uh, Valencia said that he suffered a concussion, has a big bump on the back of his head, and that his eyebrow was split open as well. The family wants everyone to be held accountable. Uh, Stan- 
Oh, it's Stater Brothers, not oh, <laughs> not Statler Brothers. <laughs> okay, uh, Stater Brothers uh, are issued a statement. Listen to their statement. It says. We are currently conducting an internal investigation of this incident and are unable to comment any further at sure. this time. Not the video that completely shows what happened. Yeah, police confirmed uh, that they received a report of the incident. 700 golf balls were not included when the uh, Tenzars bought their $750,000 home, but neither were the broken windows, dented siding, and gunshot-sounding golf ball hits that turned their dream home into a nightmare. The couple decided to pursue legal action and sued their neighbors at the Indian Pond Country Club for trespass over the continual bombardment. (laughs) In December, a jury granted the uh, Tensors $3.5 million in damages and emotional and mental suffering after a six-day trial. So here's the deal. For the past four years... Uh, Eric and Athena Tenzer have raised their three young daughters in a home that borders the country club's golf course. During this time, their home was regularly attacked by balls from the course 15th hole. Uh, She said, we're always on edge. It's been emotionally taxing on us. Uh, Kids wear bicycle helmets while playing outside. Golf balls splash into kiddie pools. Most recently, a deck railing got knocked out. So when the family bought the house in 2017, they fell in love with it uh, before the golf season. Uh, Athena said, honestly... If you have all these houses on the course, I assumed it was safe. Uh, the Tenzer family tried to call the country club, but say they got little response. After calling the police, the Tenzers learned there was little law enforcement could do, so besides, besides call the country club as well. So the family hired a lawyer, and they sued. Uh, the country club's lawyer, John Fleming, said that the course's owner, uh, owners took action by consulting an architect to find solutions. He disputed the golf course was unresponsive to the Tenzers, but the country club has since fixed the course's 15th tee now that the Tenzers... Uh, we're getting this underway. So they just put it in a different direction, right? Yeah, they, they changed it somehow yeah. or another. They had to do some work to, to fix it, but uh, they didn't apparently uh, act quick enough, and they got this judgment. <laughs> so I used to live close to a golf course uh, on Long Island, and uh, we were just like a block away. Occasionally, golf balls would come over down the street, but I, I, could, I mean, if you're getting pelted constantly, oh, your yeah. house is getting... Dinged up. Yeah, and you're getting That's no response yeah, from the yeah. golf course. They need to fix things. They right. need to change it. So they didn't do that. All right. Uh, in Wisconsin, it's been almost a month since nearly 3 million chickens were killed and buried after the bird flu was discovered at a Jefferson County egg farm. Neighbors are worried about the impact on their groundwater. And now a new concern is rising, and that is the smell. Ed, a glorious smell. Ed DeLeon. Smell of chickens in the morning. Lives about a uh, mile northeast. He said it's a god-awful smell. It's the killing fields. He said it just smells like death. And it's constantly when that west wind blows straight to the east. Oh, I can't even stand it myself. Uh, DeLeon says the smell is changing the way his family lives. He said if, if people come over... I'm going to tell them to just come over here. Uh, uh, don't come over here because you're not going to want to sit outside. You're not going to be able to breathe because it smells, well, he said, like I said, it smells like death. Well, listen, I can get you a good deal on a house that's on a golf course. <laughs> Would you like that? A spokesperson for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources says that the smell could continue for almost another month as the birds are composting. But they say it's hard to tell because the weather can play a role. Wow. All right, and then we'll do one more story. A Washington County native is recovering in Dallas, Texas, in in a hospital after allegedly being shot by a neighbor over a parking space dispute. Yes. Arena Post said her husband, Shane, was shot when a neighbor became angry with him after a truck he had had been dropped, uh, he had dropped off. 
uh, had been dropped off in, I'm sorry, was parked in the neighbor's parking spot. Police confirmed that the shooting was about a parking space. The confrontation was captured on camera. Uh, Shane said the bullet is still in me. It's still lodged inside of him. It's incredible. He described the violent confrontation he experienced right outside of his home. His wife said that she was waiting for Shane to be dropped off by his coworker Rudy. She said, I saw them pull in, and I went and I took the baby because she's only three months old, old and Rudy had never met her. Uh, ring doorbell footage shows uh, Arena walking into the ho- or out of the house just as Shane and his coworker pull into the open parking space next to Shane's. Before uh, Arena could approach them, she said that her neighbor already uh, was angry, had already confronted them, and was angrily confronting her husband. Uh, the footage showed the two men start arguing. Then moments later, the neighbor pulled a gun out of his robe pocket and shot Shane yeah. in the torso. It's crazy. She said he still had the gun pointed at him, and Shane was screaming, stop, stop, stop. Uh, she got between her husband and the neighbor. Uh, as Shane limped away, the neighbor yelled for Shane to get out of his spot. So this is all over a parking insane. spot. Yeah, we're watching the footage. Yeah. Oh the guy was, clearly something was going to happen that day. The gunshot seriously damaged Shane's colon, liver, and kidney. And so, therefore, they've got all kinds of medical issues now. Uh, Arena said that there have been a couple of conversations with the neighbor in the past involving their dog getting into the neighbor's yard, but nothing that ever escalated to violence. So, oh, by the way, this <clears throat> this guy bonded out of jail. This guy who just walked up and yeah. shot his neighbor. Well, it's not like he's a threat. Has bonded out of jail. It's messed up. All right. <clears throat> that, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, Bill. Uh, that is what I have in the bizarre file. I need you for to you. stop clearing your throat <laughs> yeah, this morning. Yeah. I need you to stop talking I, and listen to me. Uh, <laughs> you have about three more minutes to enter the word "style" in the MMR concert cash giveaway. So make sure that you do that now. The word is "style." S T Y L E. We are going to take a break. Don't forget, coming up a little bit later on, Trent Cole yes. is going to be joining us from nice. the Eagles. He's got a defensive football camp coming up that we'll tell you about in a bit. Stay put. We'll be returning shortly. 93.3 WMMR. The MMRBQ is almost here. Featuring Disturbed, the pretty reckless, living color, and maybe you. Oh, that's right. This year, we debut the Preston and Steve Side Stage. Live band karaoke with Sidearm. Plus, our friends Froggy are going to be playing live. And it's the return of the Jackie Bam Bam Party Deck. Want to sing on the Preston and Steve stage? Get audition songs and details at WMMR.com. Then submit your video on social media using hashtag MMRBQ. Also, we're excited to announce our limited time 420 ticket offer. Four lawn tickets at 20 bucks each. MMRBQ 2022, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Presented by NJM Insurance Group. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. And sponsored by Pro Team Collision. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Typical kitchen and bath dealers can make you... It's the season where uh, walks and runs and charity events and stuff like that are happening and... More so this year than yeah. in the past couple of years because now stuff is not virtual. It's in person. There's one yeah. you wanted to mention. Yes, the Brad Fox Foundation. They're having the uh, Brad Fox 5K Run 1K Walk. It's this Saturday. It's for Officer Bradley Fox. We, we uh, all uh, remember that uh, horrible event. And he lives on, though, with the uh, his memorial and the work that's being done on his behalf. Uh, it will be at the Archbishop Wood High School. It is Saturday morning, this Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Runner walk warm-up, 9 a.m. 
a 5K run, walk. Uh, all, I, I've gone to it before. It's really wonderful. It's a great vibe, uh, and everyone has a good time. All the information is on PrestonandSteve.com. Um, the packet pickup is on Friday. All of that is there, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. A general good vibe, and it should be a, a pretty wonderful day weather-wise. So uh, find out uh, how you can be a part of it, and then be a part of it. We'd really appreciate it. Go to WMMR.com. It's right there on the events section if you want to check that out. I saw an interesting article uh, yesterday. You hear about a lifetime supply of so-and-so, of of some product that you might win or be awarded or whatever it may be. Always sounds like a cool thing to win a lifetime supply. And so there was a, a thread where people had shared their stories of winning a lifetime supply of something. And it's kind of interesting because it's not always what it seems like it might be. It's, sometimes it's just a lot of. Yeah. So yeah. In, instead of being able to go to whatever store. When you're 78. Whenever yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to yeah. and getting as much as you want. Where's my gum? It might yeah. be a little bit different. Actually, there's a gum one in here. Oh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me start with this one, though. And these are stories. And feel free, if you ever want a, a lifetime supply or not necessarily a lifetime supply or a year's worth of whatever, whatever maybe a, a whole bunch of stuff. You can share because people sometimes have to get creative with what they're going to do with all that sure. stuff. Yeah. So this first one says, uh, my roommate and I won a lifetime supply of butter in college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they said apparently lifetime was two pounds of butter a week for a year. That's great. Oh, that's a okay. lot of butter. And that's it. So they said we stocked up on it. We got drunk. And then we tried to make a slip and slide with all the butter. Oh, that's ingenious, <laughs> right? Yeah. I like that. I mean, what do you do with a lifetime of supply of butter yeah, when you're, you're in college? Gonna, you're never going to eat all that. So, so they figured, what did they figure the amount was to break it down? It was, it was a pound? Two pounds that's of butter great. a week for a year. Okay. Uh, so over 100 pounds of butter, if you think about <laughs> that it. That is a lot of butter. Or, or actually, over 200. Well, yeah, over, over 100 pounds of butter. Or was it a week? Uh, it was a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, two yeah. pounds a day. That'd yeah, be, two pounds a that'd week. That'd be crazy. <laughs> so he said, for all those wondering about the success... Of said butter slide. Yeah. Uh, remember butter to slide. let your butter melt for a while to provide sufficient lubrication. Oh, Even yeah. with the uh, the sting of butter in the road rash, I would give the experience a 7 out of 10. Would do it again. Cool. All right. Here's another one. It says, uh, when I was a kid, I won a contest at a local ice cream shop where you guess the number of jelly beans in a jar. Oh, yeah. I won a lifetime supply of free milkshakes. Unfortunately, the place went out of business like two months later. Oh, <laughs> so lifetime is always relative. Whose yeah. lifetime? Yeah. The lifetime of the presenter or yeah. your lifetime? Yeah. Um, so I was going to bring this up, but I didn't win it. I was given uh, free ice cream for life at an ice cream shop in Maniunk. What? I, yes. Was it, is it the... It was the one, and I don't even know if it's still there, Steve, where Restoration Hardware used to be, or yeah. maybe oh, yeah. still is, the one that, like, basically across from that parking lot. It's, it's a stand. stand. It's, it's a stand. It's, it's still there. In fact, they, they carried our, they carried Gadzooks for a while. They carried our, our flavors. Okay, so I don't... Uh, it's a good ice cream stand. Something happened when I was there. I forget what it was, and the owner was like, uh, oh my God, he was, he was thanking me for something. I forget what happened, but anyway, he was like... Hey, and you, I, free ice cream for life. Whenever you come here for life, you come whenever you want. You get free what? ice cream. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you, thank you. But, like, I don't know, remember the guy. I don't remember his name. I don't, and what am I going to do when what I walk up? What the hell up? did you do to this guy? But, like, when I walk up, am I going to be like, it, it's me. Meanwhile, I, I Kathy, get free ice cream. Meanwhile, Kathy, there's a picture of you inside the stand. It <laughs> says, give free ice cream to this woman anytime she wants to come here. And you've never made good I've on never, it. never, never. 
never went once. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've gone and paid, but I never went and was like, hey, listen, I get free ice cream here. What? Do you don't remember what you did to I warrant forget, that? I forget what it was. It, it may have even been I like. I didn't even do that for my husband. No, <laughs> no, stop it. Stop. Stop. Yes. No, it was like, um, I think it was like an appearance or something like that. Okay. And maybe it just maybe was like. or something? It was, yeah, it was okay. like he really enjoyed what we did. And God so damn, he was like. Amazing. Thanking me by giving me free ice cream for uh-huh. life. It's good ice cream. Here's a text from somebody that says, you guys gave me a lifetime supply of Miller Lite, and it was one case a month. No, I don't, I don't remember supply. giving away a lifetime no, no. supply. We would have made a bigger deal no about that. Way. Maybe a year supply. A it's, year a, supply. it's a year supply, and it's, it's basically a case a month. Sometimes it's that way. Sometimes it's a case a, uh, a yeah. week or a case every two weeks or, or something like that. Or two pounds of butter a day. Uh, for the, <laughs> the time span. So that's how it will work out sometimes. All right, this one says, uh, my brother-in-law... Won the Chipotle Adventurito thing. Ooh, I wanted to win that. And won free burritos for a year. There were 52 coupons for burritos. Uh, He used some of them. Uh, but now he just uses them as alternative currency. <laughs> Casey. Homeless yeah, man like asking for money. Oh, Chipilo, Chipotle burrito. Not sure what to do for a casual gift. Chipotle burrito coupon. Want to tip a person without giving money? Here's a burrito. <laughs> and then he writes, guess what I got for Christmas? A burrito. <laughs> uh, so another person who won says, my mom and dad bought a water softener about 22 years ago. And with it came a lifetime supply of bar soap. And, and sometimes this happens in some of these. It says the company gave it to them all at once. Oh, my God. Oh, it, wow. was a, it was a giant pallet of bar soap. Thousands of bars of soap. Oh, my God. And he said they still have a bunch of it. So I assume at that point <clears throat> you could donate it to shelters yeah, or yeah, things yeah. like that. But that's what will happen is that the yeah. company will say instead of having to stay up on this and be dispensing it and pay all those man hours mm-hmm. to make sure, they'll just bring it on a pallet. Have fun. Yep. Uh, another one says, a friend of mine won a lifetime supply of Smarties from a distributor. Oh, my God. That's way too many Smarties. Uh, the delivery was a 120-pound case of Smarties. <laughs> I mean, of all the candies to win a lifetime supply that's of right. Smarties. Oh, you know? No, Snickers, no. Reese's or Wait, something. I they, agree. It's like chalk. Do they not go bad or something? Like, oh, I can't imagine not. they go bad. They're, they're totally made of chemicals. Yeah, and they're too sweet. Like, yeah. you can't be eating those They're all not the time. smart at all. They're dummies. Uh, he, he's, he said he's a professional film editor, so he spends a lot of time at his computer. He is also is often too lazy to cook proper meals. So he's uh, smart. He puts a 120-pound case of Smarties next to his desk and then proceeded to consume all of it in a matter of weeks. I don't believe that, in a matter of weeks. No way. <clears throat> Another one says, I had a teacher who got a lifetime supply of Tide. Uh, he bought I can a see that. He bought a box at a grocery store and it was half empty for some reason. So he wrote a really polite letter to Tide to let them know. A truck showed up at his house with a lifetime supply of Tide. They used uh, they used to give it away as gifts to dinner guests and friends <laughs> because they didn't know what to do with all of it. Here's your Tide. <laughs> One day he got a call from his mom saying that she was using the final box. Apparently it had lasted a good number of years though. And it would have lasted for longer if they didn't give most of it away. So okay. that's what they started doing, just kind of handing it out to friends. Suppose you got a pallet or pallets of Tide or of, of bars of soap, right? More than you could ever right. possibly need or want or anything. Would you give them away or would you sell them at a steep discount discount to your friends? Because like away. the like laundry detergent, for instance, I mean, that's, that's expensive stuff, right? Yeah. Take, so, I would take some that would just make it 
that I won something and then give the rest away. It, it right. wouldn't be that. It, it, It'd be it'd pretty be too, easy to find a charity that, sure, would, that would take sure. stuff like that. Right. And then but, if you mix Smarties <laughs> in it, it makes it really cool. But maybe sell some of it. Yeah. You well, know? I'm just sort of thinking like, okay, suppose, you know, you're not a host of a successful right. radio show and, you know, like. You know, it'll help maybe, make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, sure. I, and, and maybe they would offer, if you win something sometimes, I'm sure there's some sort of caveat to some of these contests where, you know, that you can maybe trade it in for dollar value. Yeah. You know, if it's, but but what looks good is, is the cool, a lifetime supply of this thing, and that's what they like to sell. Yeah. Here's a text that says, my friend won a lifetime supply of Dunkin' sandwiches in college. And she would use them after one night stands to get the guy to leave in the morning. <laughs> oh my God! I I won what I thought was okay. I clearly won this amazing thing. So yeah, you know the legendary story. Of the, a movie's been made about it. I, I won a coloring contest for McDonald's, right. and um, <laughs> you're going to get free French fries on your birthday. And what did I later find out? At that time. Every kid got, got free, free French fries. I was taken to the cleaners. By the way, this text continues to say, uh, so she would use it to, to get a guy to leave in the morning like, here, I have a coupon for a free sandwich. Want to go grab one? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they would usher them along. Uh, another person wrote, uh, I won a lifetime supply of a particular brand of ice cream in a local naming contest when I was 12. But I didn't get it all at once. It all accounts to a certain amount of tubs in the form of a voucher that I'm able to use over and over again. But I'm not sure what that amount is. I don't keep track of it on account of the fact that I am lactose intolerant. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a problem. What, what Didn't we give away yeah. uh, one of the Christmas miracles? We gave away... Do we give a lifetime or, or like a, a year supply of beer to someone who doesn't drink? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like it happens all the Yeah, we gave away a lifetime or I mean, a, a year supply of beer to someone who doesn't drink. We we gave away a few things to people that had no interest. Someone who just got their stomach yeah. stapled, like or, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gave away like uh, all the Stephen Star <laughs> restaurants right. dinner, and they they went through gastric bypass or something like that. Sure. We were like, oh man, you got to be kidding me! All right, another uh, uh, write-in says, "I was I won a lifetime supply of pop tarts when Ooh. I was younger." I love uh, <laughs> They sent a big box with around 30 of the normal shelf boxes every three months for about three years and then started dwindling off to eventually not sending any. I could never get into contact with someone to do anything about it, so I just let it go. I didn't even realize I had one until I received the first huge box. So uh, I, I wonder how often, if you're going to say you're going to do that, then... You know, you got to make a good run at it. Three years is not a lifetime, right. you know, yeah. uh, tragically. Yeah. And, and I guess it depends on how much noise you make. Right. Because, you know, if if uh, they if they if it was <clears throat> if it was documented somewhere, then you would definitely be still be receiving it. Uh, let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> What's up, buddy? Did you get a lifetime of something? Yeah. Real quick. I just wanted to add this in. My mama says that you want more onions, unions, poop on the floor. Okay. What in the what world is, is that, that from? You guys you guys don't remember that? No. 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 Oh, my God. It was one of your uh, bizarre files, and somebody apparently, then you, you added that into your, like, Dude, jump I, rope series. That can you, you do had. it again? Kudos to you for remembering that. Yeah. One more time, Rob. Yeah. It was, you added this to your jump rope series. It was my mama says that you want more. Onions, unions, poop on the floor. 
I love, I love it. it. Man, man, look at the memory on yeah. you, man. Good for you. That's really good. Is that when we were doing Double Dutch in the studio? Yeah. Okay. Oh. There, was file. there was a bizarre file where someone pooped on the floor. And oh, my God. Union and there was a whole thing. Rob, that's great. That's uh, great. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I love but, um, it. All right. Yeah, my uncle, my uncle was a firefighter in Radnor Township uh, right off uh, Lancaster Avenue there, and there was a Taco Bell on the Lancaster Avenue. He won. He was like the first ever customer, or whatever. Yeah. So he won. He won uh, a year supply of tacos, which I think was like two a week or something, and then a, a free soda anytime he visited. But they ended up closing. Now it's like a fucking Rite Aid or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so they, they couldn't transfer it to another yes! Taco Bell. It's a chain. I honestly, I don't. You know what? Honestly, he probably wouldn't even be allowed because since he was a firefighter there, like. I'm sure he was, you know, walking down the street every day. Anyone having a free soda? Probably like this freaking guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we've confirmed, Rob. The the uh, the video is up. The president, Steve. um, Yeah. uh, Daily rush. Onions. Unions. Poop on the floor. Yeah. We'll see if maybe they can isolate the uh, the audio from that. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. Good memory, memory, man. It wasn't that long ago. I don't remember. It was August of 2020, and I have no recollection of that chance. Me either. Uh, all right, another uh, person who won a, a lifetime or uh, a large supply of stuff said my dad worked in marketing for transportation catering in the 1990s, and Snapple gave us a truck full of every single one of their product types. That's pretty good. <clears throat> said they stopped by every six months or so to get our feedback and asked if we wanted more. At one point, we had a Snapple-only double fridge in our laundry room to chill three of each flavor while the rest were in boxes taking up a good part of our garage. My cousin my cousin tried to maintain a bottle top collection, but lost count after 5,000. Because <laughs> they used to have little sayings on them, didn't they? Yep, yep. They would have little factoids and things. He said, uh, I have no idea if my dad still gets Snapple like that, but his house still has a Snapple-only fridge. It was awesome, <laughs> bordering magical. I would replace my veins with 90 Snapple if I could. No regrets. <laughs> I used to love Snapple. Remember when it was It was like it had just come on the scene? I was yep. like, this is really good stuff. It was yep. made from the best stuff on earth? Yep. Another one says, I, I never got the full story on how they got them, but my grandparents somehow ended up with two dozen or so pallets of Tic Tacs of various flavors. <laughs> oh Do you know how many that would be? It'd be a, a millions? Uh, to put this in perspective, consider how big those plastic containers that Tic Tacs come in are. Now, consider how many you could fit on a fully stacked pallet and multiply it several times over. It was pretty awesome until we ran out of the orange ones, they said. Have you ever run? Wow. A, have you ever won a bulk amount of anything, even if it's not a year supply, but a bulk amount? No. Yeah. One above, or no, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know what I do with that much stuff. Yeah. Um here's another one that says when my friend was sixteen, I uh, oh he, now here you go. He won a lifetime supply of M and M's. Oh, oh, right. We right. almost we had a similar situation, not a lifetime supply, but we had a we had a, we had done a contest where we bought so many M and M's and they were around the office. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that was the time when Chuck put on thirty pounds or something like we that. We had yeah. a football helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. football. Wait, and we uh, picked out of that football helmet forever. That had to be healthy. Uh, so he said he he found one of the packs with the all white M and M's. Oh, uh, the contest to win a million dollars, and he gave it to his mom. And he listen to this. He had he had her send it in since uh, he wasn't eighteen. She didn't believe that he had won a million dollars, so she procrastinated sending no. it in. 
After she eventually did, they got a letter stating that they had not gotten the wrapper sent in on, in on time, so no million bucks. But they were g- going to get a lifetime supply of M and M's. Oh, thanks. Come on. Yeah. In letter, there was a redemption card that he could send in and get fifty-two coupons for one pack of free M and M's each, plus a redemption card for the next year. And he did this for five or six years until he lost the redemption card. The first year. He got all of the M&M's and ate all of them himself, and he really wished he would have gotten the million at this point. Wow. Yeah, given my druthers, I'd probably opt for the million uh, over the uh, the candy. Yeah, but Though mom, I do like M&M's. Mom screwed it up. Uh, here's a text. It says, I had a friend who won a year's supply of Bubba Burgers. Bubba Burgers. I don't know Bubba. Oh, they're good. Uh, yeah, they're frozen, frozen burgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like them. They could, those like big them? packs are good for gr- if you're having a party. That's that's exactly where yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. They're, like, they're they're not quite as good as, like, a, you know, fresh ground. Yeah. Are they like cereal burgers, like like Tops? Uh, you know, they, it's no, like if you just... It's real beef. Yeah, oh, you can it? toss in a yeah. bunch on the grill, Steve. It's You know, you can get a, a whole bunch, in, and then you can store them because um, they're frozen. Yeah, I said he had 52 coupons for a box of burgers. He hooked me up with with a handful of coupons, so I don't know how he won it, but that's what they said. (laughs) Here's one that says, a friend of mine won a lifetime supply of juicy fruit gum. Oh, man. When she was 12 years old. You get your ski shined up, grab a thing of juicy fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Taste is gonna move ya. Uh, she told you me... You need a lifetime supply because it loses its taste after, like, Wasn't there... two chews. Uh, does the line go, poke it in, stick it out? Yeah. yeah. The cheesy juicy fruit is gonna move you. It's just a soul. It, it gets right through you. It runs right through you. Right, yeah. <laughs> so she said she told Take me it in, <laughs> snap it off. Uh, she was absolutely in love with juicy fruit at the time. Her mom entered her in this random contest as a joke. One day, without any notice, UPS showed up at her door with about 15 huge boxes. She was so confused, she opened up the boxes, and there it was, a couple thousand packs of Juicy Fruit gum. Uh, The company never sent her a letter or any piece of acknowledgement that she won just a ton of gum. Today, the sight of Juicy Fruit makes her sick. I don't, uh, you know, you used to see these all the time, the life life supply of something or another. It'd be a contest or a promotion in a number of different places. You don't see that much Mm -mm. anymore, do you? No. Probably there was probably issues with it yeah. after a while. Well, this you gotta you gotta stay on it. Yeah. And Kathy, you thought juicy fruit runs out of flavor quickly? Yeah, no, nah, not like fruit stripes. Fruit stripes. Well, no, not that's that's not even really flavorful. Like it's for a at second. first it is. Yeah, for about <laughs> thirty seconds. For like thirty awesome. seconds, then it's gone. Yeah, I felt ju- like compared to other gums, juicy fruit loses. And its what flavor is quickly. juicy? What is the flavor? What is the juicy fruit? Flavor? You know what? what is that? It's called chemical juicy fruit, and I've never. Detected any type of fruit flavor in that? I don't really know. I've I always, always liked it. Me too. Tastes yeah. good. That was kind of like our preferred. Did it move you in the in the household? Does, wait, is it? They still sell it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. sure, yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh boy. Right. Okay, hold on. This is the onions unions poop on the floor <laughs> clip. Here we go. Oh boy. All right, so uh, uh, long... onions unions poop on the floor. <laughs> if we do the backtrack, we'll find out where we went. Shouldn't we do that to jump rope, Casey? <laughs> onions <laughs> union poop on, on the floor. floor. Onions, union, poop on the floor. <laughs> right, Kat? I'm not taking part. No, come on, Kat. Come on, jump in, Kat. Onions, union, poop on the floor. No? No, I'm mad at you. I can't believe you're mad. Well, no, that's a good chance. And apparently, this leads to us wanting to do the double dodge. Hang on. My <laughs> mama said that you want more. Onions, unions, poop on the floor. We're double dutching now. Can you double dutch, Kat? I can't. <laughs> Me I neither. I always wanted to learn. And okay. I, I can't. Could we try that in the studio? Because I can't do it. Were you too afraid to jump in the middle? 
I couldn't uh, time it I just, out right. Uh, yeah, I, just, I can't time it. I, yeah. I can jump rope. I'm an amazing jump it. rope. Can you do it? I, you can Maybe. double the zutch. Yes, I can double dodge. Oh, my God. What the happening? Oh, my God. And wait, this. You guys are in the Hall of Fame. And then we did it. And then we did it. Yeah. And we done did it. It's beautiful. Chuck D'Amico is in our studio. Hey, what's going on, What's fellas? up, buddy? Um, you had mentioned there being issues with uh, Lifetime Supply. Yes. yes. I thought Nick was here for this. But Maybe. Way, way back when I was promotion director, we learned never to use that term again because we gave away a Lifetime Supply of pasta. Yeah. Oh, my. And it did not go well. No? No. <laughs> How, did, were they demanding their... They, they really expected it to be a heck of a lot more. Okay. It was it was 500 boxes of pasta. It was a box of pasta a week for 10 years. That's, and that's it, good. It's a lot of pasta, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't look like much. Yeah, Because like, okay. they're small boxes. Right. Um, and and, I'm, and they I'm got kinda, them all at once? Like, when I heard you guys start this segment, I'm like, is the phone going to ring? Am I going to hear from that? <laughs> am I going to hear from that woman again? <laughs> And so she was she was really upset over it? Yeah, she really thought she could like have an endless supply of and food. like give Whatever pasta to as many it. people as she wanted for forever. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean so, it, and I, I kinda said like if you eat it all at once, it'll it'll end your life. Like there, there's your there's, there's your, your lifetime. lifetime. <laughs> but so she was saying, like like you might hear, like un, unlimited, unlimited is different than right. lifetime, lifetime supply. supply. Right. But it was a ton of pasta, man. Like it was it filled it filled it filled the old promotion office. Yeah. Like it was it was me and Ed Marshall, and it was like it was just everywhere. It was just pasta everywhere, and he came to pick it up, and they were really disappointed. We're like. We just want this out of here. You're like, <laughs> who did that? Uh, so, was it your idea, or did it come from? Like no, Maria? it was. It was from a. It was from a pasta. Okay. I remember the name. I'm not. I'm not going to say. So, it. so, so uh, it, those are those are the liabilities. I mean, it's like when people say bottomless. Right. This or, or bottomless or all you can eat. Right. Um, as that, that at a certain point that becomes relative. I'm sure somewhere, whenever they say that, there is. Some sort of spelling out of exactly what that means. Right. The, uh, the other one we learned to never use again way back when right. was all expenses paid. All oh, expenses paid. Right, yes. yeah. Right. yeah. Because yeah. we gave away a trip to, like, the Bahamas, and they sent me all the receipts, including, like, 75 cents at the vending machine. Like, <laughs> like and, and we paid it. You yeah, know? And yeah. we're like, we're never saying all expenses paid again. Sure. Yeah. And then they're yeah. probably taking tours and, yes. and, and, you know, guided tours. Yeah, and, anything and... they dropped, you know, 10 yeah. cents on, they wanted us to, Oops. they wanted, yeah, reimbursed. <laughs> they, they, there are, there are obligations to that, you know, and the, and the, the phrasing, people expect what they expect. Right. Dude, yeah. as much as you can't stand the lawyer legalese, that's why that's this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it has they to be. To uh-huh. Because in. someone will go, you said, yeah. well, uh-huh. this is what I think it means. Look at the guy who brought the uh, the lawsuit against Subway because the roll was only 11 yeah. inches yeah, yeah. instead of a foot. I love that movie, Moving, with uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, yes. He shows up to the house and he goes, no, 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 we said we were taking the pool with us. No, yeah. that was a joke. No, we said it. We didn't laugh when uh-huh. we said that one uh interesting uh here's another one that says my wife ended up with uh crates of maxi pads and a lifetime <gasps> supply of tums oh. how are they connected <laughs> yeah she worked with a market research firm that would give household products to select consumers to gather information on their experiences with the products items like soap toothpaste and deodorant were commonly placed the firm received way too many sanitary napkins in one <laughs> studio and t- studio or study and too many tums in another the surplus products are not needed at the end of the study, and they typically have no labels, so they cannot be sold commercially, and the supplier never wants them back, so they needed to give them to somebody. Tampons, Kotex, so box of tubs. <laughs> uh, let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. <laughs> What's up, Mark? Um, my, uh, I have an uncle that passed away in 2000. He was a lifelong bachelor. He was a World War II vet. 
when he passed away, we found out when we were going through his stuff that he had won a lifetime subscription to Playboy in like 1955 or 1956. Wow. He had gotten this letter from Hugh Hefner, a signed letter from Hugh Hefner, Hmm. um, like all handwritten that he had framed. And um, I forget what the contest was, what what the, the actual contents of the letter were. But when he passed away, we had like... 500, 600, um, near mint condition of Playboy. Wow. To, to, to peruse. Did, did you, did um, you hold on to him or did you sell him as a collection? Uh, my mother wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> so my dad sold them, uh, never told us how much he got, but there was a new car about six months after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a this, big collector's item. This brand new Oldsmobile popped up in the driveway. That's yeah, funny. especially the letter from Hefner at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Jesus, Jesus. That's pretty wild. Appreciate it, man. Wow. Okay. Well, interesting. Uh, not always, you know, what you think it is, and sometimes it can be more than you think it is when you win these quote-unquote year supply. <laughs> Of uh, a thing, so or, or lifetime supply, right? Which is interesting. So I never really thought about that until I saw this article. So thought I would share. All right, listen, we do need to take a break because we got a guest coming up right at nine, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't forget that we have later on concert cash again. Your chance to win the money and the tickets, and we want you to take advantage of that. So don't miss out on it. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Kara Kara. Kara Kara, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. By the way, Talk Like Bill Weston Day apparently went international. There was a poll on Instagram asking where people were listening from while we were doing that. And we got... uh, uh, nationally, Texas, North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Reading, Pittsburgh, Oklahoma, <laughs> Weston Drive in New Jersey. Oh, that's appropriate. Uh, but also Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Uh, Ontario. <laughs> Ontario. And Queensland, Australia. Down under. Down under. <laughs> Mate. Uh, so maybe they were doing that down there. Wouldn't that be great? If in Australia it might, people... It might have seemed like the right way to talk down in Australia. Yeah. What's wrong with this? Yeah. Um, so, anyhow, talk like Bill Weston Day went national. Uh, I'm going to do a shout-out. We're still waiting for a uh, guest to arrive. Um, this uh, email I got says, uh, Hey, guys, my name is uh, Tony, South Jersey local, longtime listener of MMR on the President Steve Show. I graduated from Drexel studying mechanical engineering and aerospace mechanics, and I'm training to become a Navy helicopter pilot. Very cool. About five months away from graduating and getting my wings. I'm asking for a shout-out to the maintenance and Paraloft guys that I work that uh, work our shops at NAS Whiting Field. Uh, they're always jo- uh, joking and ball busting the students, so I introduced some of them to the show. And now I hear you guys playing almost every morning <laughs> on my way to the aircraft. That's great. These are the guys who keep our aircraft running safely, keep our flight gear current and clean, and ultimately keep us alive. And we appreciate them every day. Thanks for helping me bring a smile to their faces and for making me a little bit cooler around the hangar. <laughs> uh, thanks again, and please play the P- Casey Boy 
uh, Manko Manko sauce tube clip again. Uh, that is from uh, Tony uh, with the United States uh, Navy. So right. that's really cool. So do you have the... It's beautiful. There's something, I don't know, about the way you did that. About that particular clip. Yeah. Um, Hit it again. There's a little bass to it. Yeah, yeah there was. Uh, it, but we were doing that the marinara, right? <laughs> it was thicker sauce. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. sauce. <laughs> and, yeah. It sounds thick. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife must love you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another one. It says, uh, hey, guys, my husband, Rich's 50th birthday is tomorrow, Wednesday, April 27th. Listen to your podcast all the time as he runs. He actually has been in the studio when you had Downton Abbey in for interview. Oh, we had, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Please give him a 50th birthday shout out to wish him the best birthday ever. Thank you. His amazing and grateful wife. That is from uh, Kelly Spittler is her name. So here's a shout out. 50th birthday to Rich. Happy birthday to you, Rich. So that's a big one. Hope yes. you guys have a great big time. Big 5 yeah. Uh, our guest is here. He just hey. Hey. came hey. He sat down and he is ready to go. He is here to talk about his defensive camp that is coming up. Cool. Uh, at Total Turf in Pittman, New Jersey. And it'll be in June. Uh, so we'll find out how you can get registered and all that good stuff and get ready for it. Please welcome, from your Philadelphia Eagles... Oh my Jesus. god, I gotta get rid of that. No, you have to play it. Yeah, yeah, play yeah, that. Okay. You gotta play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong one. <laughs> it's only because you were late getting here in the studio. You right? would have done the real thing for you, but. No, <laughs> Trey Cole is here. <laughs> what did you mean to play? Can oh, you play I, the actual yeah. one for him? What? See, I have so many Eagles fight songs, I don't know which that one is the, the that right That was the one. four squeezins, right? Yeah. Here this you go. This is the one I wanted. This, this one wanted. <laughs> They're all labeled the same, which can be slightly embarrassing when something like that happens. But I love it. Welcome, Trent. How you doing? Oh, good. <laughs> you enjoy that intro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one before, have you? No, no. I have not. Yeah, all good. Uh, well, listen, uh, welcome to our studio. We're happy to have you here this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the 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 Trent Cole Defensive Camp is coming up. Is this how, how long has this been going on, or is this the first time you've uh, you've done it? Because I'm not familiar. Oh uh, no, this is first. I'm I'm very excited to, to announce the okay the start of this some, something big here. All and, right, uh, you know, even though we're doing defensive camp, we, we got other things that's going to be coming here in the near future as well on the offensive side of things too as well. But uh, it, like I said, it's very exciting. No, when you were coming up, because this is for this is for high school kids, right? Yes, this is. Yeah. When when you were coming up and and um, uh, you know starting to realize, you know, I'm pretty good at this and. I, I could do something with it. Did you ever go to any any clinics or or anybody was anybody around to uh, uh, to offer up some professional advice when you were a kid? Yes, um, you know, you had advice coming from all over. You know, and people people knew. You know, they, yeah. they would tell me, but you know, I didn't care at the time. I was just enjoying myself. Um, you know, being a kid and, yeah. and just playing sports and then being with my teammates and friends and just enjoying this. So, you know, so but, but outside of regular of, of your coaches and yeah. But, you know, Outside of them, there was no, you know, like like what you're providing. You're providing something that you're going to have a professional's take on the ins and outs of playing, uh, you know, at a, at a different level. There was nothing like that because these seem to be a relatively new development where you'll have that the athletes take the time, like who have gotten careers out of it, and impart this wisdom to people coming up. So. Yeah, you know, like like I said, growing up, you know, we had the Bars Bayless camp. I'm from, you know, I'm from Ohio, and right. that was out of Dayton, Ohio, actually. And uh, you know, and now I'm 
I'm in this position now. I'm retired as a player, and uh, um, you know, I'm putting on a camp here, and and, and we're, you know, pretty much, I'm, I feel like I'm here to impact, to try to impact kids, you know? right? And this is like I said, this camp is for um, you know, kids from 2023 to 20, 2016. I mean, uh, 26. I mean. Yeah. Um, that can sign up for this, and like I said, this is just the start of something big, and we got a lot of great ideals and uh, for the future. For this, and uh, you know, we've got a lot of participation by different uh, players, like such as uh, Brandon Graham, wow, Super Bowl Brandon Graham, and mm-hmm. uh, Jason Avant, who's going to come in. He's a special guest speaker. Is going to be doing a lot of speaking for us and on on just the mentality of the game and and uh, you know how to approach the game and stuff stuff like that. And uh, I you know we have other players as well um, coming to around the surrounding area because I wanted to bring reach out to a lot of the other players, the retired players, um, you know, guys who. Uh, who, who, who want to be involved in this. And, and there's a lot of guys around here. Like, just, just in this general area, Philly to New Jersey area, there's just a lot of people who's has played you know, at that level, that professional level. You know, you're talking to Jay Wright, who's re- retiring, and, and um, uh, you know, and, and he was very driven about, um, you know, getting his players familiar with how to deal with life beyond the sport. And, I mean, you, you come from a place, you've gone through this, and you know, and, and you can impart this. It's, it's very important. A lot of times for years, it just was the focus on the, on, the, on the game, the game, the game. But, you know, how do you become a more fully realized person, and how do you proceed after that? You're in a unique position to give that advice to these guys. Yes, we want to, you know, we're here to give, this is, this, we got to start with the small things. Right. And, and that's, a, that's that's one thing is when I was playing, when I was playing in the league is, I mean, throughout football that, you know, sometimes we've, we've we, as, as people, as humans, we forget about the small things. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I remember one coach is uh, Pete Jenkins, he came here and he went back to the basics on us. It was a coach, you know, I, mean, I don't know if y'all remember him at the Eagles, he came in as our D-line position coach. Right. And he went back to the basics, man. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of crazy. You know, we're looking at him sideways like, oh, hold on here. You know, we're, we're professionals. professionals yeah. you know? right. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, we're very thankful. I think all the players are very, very thankful for just uh, the fact that he we went back to basics and we went through with it. And it helped us um, tremendously right. in the game, with our game. Yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, uh, coaching and, and getting the, the, the proper tutelage yeah. is, uh, is important for anybody to uh, – um, extend their career or or perhaps you know get better and you take somebody like uh, Jeff Stoutland right so he's the offensive line coach for for the Philadelphia Eagles he's coaching these guys that were all at the the top of their game in high school top of their game in college uh, and then they get to um to the professionals uh, and he makes them even better like i you know i, I don't think you can uh, overstate the importance of a good coach. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter how good you are, how big you are, but, you know, you take somebody like Jordan Maialata who basically never played football before, and now he's basically, you know, on the verge of being an all-pro left tackle. Yeah, and it's like I said, it starts with the basics, and then there comes the, you know, when you're you're working on your technique and stuff, and then there's just there's the parts that's left out that I I can't wait to you know what I'm saying to show these kids that, right. you know that it's not this is the stuff that I'm gonna be preaching to these kids that are not that's not talked about and I'm gonna show them that and also they're gonna go from the field to the classroom you know we have, we have a classroom ready for these guys to go in and, and see and break down film and show these kids cool you know, the, the things that it's not talked about that's actually that's what helping you you know what I'm saying uh, you know achieve success yeah uh, how old are you Trent 
I am 39. All right. So I, I'm fascinated by the professional athlete who has to come up with the second half of their life and, and career. Like, you're, yeah. you're retired in your 30s, right? Yeah. But you're not done with life. You're not done nah. with, with, with <laughs> what you're going to do next. I've been watching. I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Winning yeah. Time on HBO is this great um, series about the, the rise of the Lakers in the, in the late 70s, early uh, 80s. And Pat Riley uh, was a player, and then he's just, like, hanging out on the beach. He has nothing to do. And, and so he thinks about dabbling in broadcasting, and then he realizes maybe he could be a coach. When did you realize, all right, I got to do something after playing football, and maybe I can give something back. Like, how was the process uh, for you getting to where the, this camp was uh, originated? Uh, more just, uh, you know, you know every, every player thinks about, you know, the afterlife, you know, and right. that's, a, that's just really big. It's, it can be stressful at times, you know, because it kind of scares you and you get to the end. But, uh, I mean, my case was a little different because I, I sacrificed my offseason, mm. you know what I'm saying, to build up to where I'm at now. And I'm glad to, that I've done what I've done because now I can do stuff like this. And, and I, and I kind of had a plan. There's a way I go about things. And, you know, I try to take care of business first and then then I can do stuff like this. Like this, uh, you know, I've I built to where where it's at now where I can go uh, start a camp. And I got a great team behind me, um, you know, ProVantage Solutions that has, as, a, as a marketing firm. Uh, and I got great partners that's with it to, to push this thing. And then, um, you know, I got some influences from other players that are, you know, teammates that I played with. They just, you know, when we brought the ideal up. And they were just ecstatic, and they said, you got to do this. you <laughs> yeah. got to do this. Well, you, you, you yeah. have the connections, you yeah. have the, the, the deal, and you have the knowledge. So so yeah. we're, we're dealing with a certain age range, uh, but, um, uh, you know, obviously do you want this to be a success and expand it. Would you consider bringing it, you know, like younger too, like, a, to, you know, for, for, for kids, you know, in the elementary school who, who are just, uh, love football, you're, you're shaking your head. So, yeah, that's a possibility. Yes. This, like I said, this is just a start. Okay. Know? And we yeah. said we have some, we're, we're pretty, like, we're really excited about this because we have, it's a great start to something because, you know, we, there's not too many camps around here. No, you know? there's mm-hmm. not too many camps, guys, and 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 that's what, that was one of the biggest reasons. Like, there's not many kids for these kids around here. There's a lot of great athletes. I mean, right. this is especially in the South Jersey area. There's a lot of great athletes. Well, so and this isn't just for South Jersey uh, high school students. You're obviously uh, reaching out to the, the kids that are playing in, in Pennsylvania as well. I see you have Quentin Michael is also going to be helping out at the camp as well. Yes, yeah, uh, we've had Quentin yep. in here many many times. Yep. So please tell him instead yeah, of our, our love. Very very excited and very appreciative of this uh, this Quentin. Michael. Like what he's what he's done for us and what he's going to do for this camp, you know, so helping us out, even building this camp with us, you know, and um, we're very excited to have him too because I mean, guys, he's a. I, th- I think highly of him. You know, I always he's thought great. he was a great player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just excited to have actually have him on as well. I so, want to ask, I'm sorry, okay, just to jump in here quickly. Uh, 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 when you started and when you were, were coming up, uh, uh, you know, there were things that you weren't facing as much as um, just environmental things that players now, with, whether they're being distracted by social media or, yeah. you know, they, they, they're, they're, they, they, it might get full of themselves before they get. You know what I'm saying? Everyone thinks they're a mini star now, or <laughs> because of a video on an Instagram that you know, or, or TikTok that might go viral. Um, how do you approach that, and how will you approach that with these with these guys to let them know how to keep that in perspective? I mean, it's, it's, that's that's going to be part of it because this game is, uh, is is very highly mental. It's a very mental game, you right? Know? And it has a very impact, and guys got to know when to shut them. When things off, like yeah. you know, when they're in there studying plays, like when they're going back to where they where they're coming from, and and they got to go in and study their you know study their opponents, you know, then they got to they got to shut that out, yeah. Know? 
and they got to key on their opponents, you know, and 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 stay focused. And that's just part of it because you know there's a lot of distractions, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking bad about social media or anything, but like I said, those are distractions, you know. And there's a time where you know, as a as a you know, in our lives today, we have to shut that off at times and take care of business. I mean, you you, you think about all the guys who are the billionaires and all them. They talk about you, you see their routines. And you, you, they tell you. I mean, you look at watch social media. So you got to take time to shut them things off yes. and tend to your work yeah. you know, and tend to your craft. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Trent Cole who is joining us, and uh, he's got the Trent Cole Defensive Camp, and it will be coming up June 27th and 28th at uh, Total, Perf, uh, Total Turf in Pittman, New Jersey. So if you want to register for that, uh, you can uh, check the info at thehunter.com, T-H-A hunter.com and so it's uh it's two days um what's uh, i would imagine you only have so much room for this uh, like a couple hundred kids or any idea how many um we're, we're actually what we're doing is we're you know we're, we're going to go by with the sign up because we know there's probably three, a lot of people's going to sign up for this you know like i said it's on it's at total turf under the light two days it's um but you know first come first serve okay you know, in the situation and then like i said this is just a start guys and we're really excited about it and uh we got a lot more things coming in the future with cool. this and to add on to this and just more camps to come. So, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So I um I got to see so you you played with Jeremiah Trot- Trotter, right? Yes, you yes, you I played have. with the Axeman yes, and I have. Uh, and so his <laughs> uh his sons uh was well, one son goes to the prep now, his other son had uh, already graduated or whatever, but I so I yep. got to watch him play this past year. Yep. Uh and so he was the Axeman, you were what did you go by? Yeah, they, they call me the hunter scrap uh-huh. iron scrap <laughs> mate. Did you go boar hunting with Kevin Cobb? No, I never did. Okay. I never did. <laughs> I right. never did. But, but you were you were uh, a bow hunter? Yeah, I'm a, I am an avid hunter. I mean, I'm an avid outdoorsman, conservationist, you call it, you name it. I, yeah. I do, you know, if I take, I put back in. You know, I do what I got to do as, you know, because, you know, as a conservation, people don't understand that, you know, when doing what I do, um, you know, I have a national television show on, on the Sportsman Channel, and uh, we don't. We just don't go out there and take. It's not like that. We right. we put back in. We're we're putting back into the economy. You know, we right. put billions as a as conservationists as outdoorsmen back into the economy, and and, and we are a big factor on just on America itself. Yeah, my dad was a big fisherman. I know you are looking at your uh, at your social media and uh, posting all the bass fishing that you were done. And yeah. so I grew up watching guys like Bill Dance uh, and and stuff. All, all these fishing shows. Again, I loved it. Terrible fisherman. Me, I'm horrible at it. I never caught it at all. It's not easy. I would go. I would go with him. We'd go out trolling. We'd go out flipping. We did all yeah. different kinds of yep. fishing, and yep. I just I hated it because a lot of it was sitting and waiting, and I was an impatient kid. Yep. Uh, but he, it's it's my dad's passion. It was almost nothing that he'd rather do, and it's more than just getting out there and fishing. It's all that going. It's kind of like okay, so like uh, snow sports, skiing. You put all that crap on, yeah, you yeah. drag all that stuff out of you're like, God, why am I doing this? And then you get up on the hill and you get going and you go, Okay. Yeah. This was worth it. Fishing's kinda like that. You got all yeah. that gear, you got all that stuff, you gotta get it together. It's a real pain in the ass. But once yeah. you get out there, it's pretty zen, right? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, this is what I've learned with everything right. to this point, you know what I'm saying? This point. Just even to where I'm at, you know, 
it takes it takes time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. takes time. I mean, just to, when I with the fishing, it takes time. It's not easy to go out there and get a limit when I'm fishing tournaments or stuff. You know, with the bass house to open or major league fishing or whatever. Yeah. Um, it takes time, but and just with football, it took me time. It took me shoot what twenty six years, twenty seven years to get where I'm at now today mm-hmm. to get to be retired. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it takes a lot of time. You got to put in the time. You put in the time, you will get the results. You. A hundred percent guarantee you'll get the results that you want, but you got to put the time in. You got to go study. You got to do anything and everything to, to hone in your craft to, to, to get you better. You know? Right. My dad's favorite uh, uh, f- angling was uh, smallmouth. He just he loved yes. fishing for smallmouth. What what is your what's your favorite to go after? It, it don't matter. You know, doesn't man, matter if it's in the water and, I, and if I can't see it and I know it's there. And, I, and, 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 and being a competitive person that I am, yeah, I want to know what's in that water. I wish I could. Just stick my head in the water and see the salad. So, so dangles a bait over it. So, like, have you ever have you ever caught a, a prize fish? Have you ever caught a tournament fish? Or you know, a tournament yeah, I've caught some lunkers. I've caught some. We call lunkers big fish, and we yeah. caught some uh, when I'm smaller fishing up north, like the northern lakes, like the Ontario. I mean, not Ontario, but uh, yeah. Oneida or Cayuga or the lakes. Oh, the up Finger there. Lakes. Yeah, the yeah. Finger Lakes yeah. up there. Or, um, I mean, a thousand islands, but it's just that's where all the smallmouth are up there, and, and there's a big, large mouth. But you know, we got some great, like I said, just the East Coast in general. We have some great fishing up in this Northeast area. Sure, it does yeah. require a lot of patience, and so I'm sure that there's time where you're out there while you're fishing, where where your mind drifts to football. When you <laughs> yes. were playing football, did your mind ever drift to fishing? Playing football. Um, I'll say um, hunting during the time because that's the hunting. fall. Yeah, okay. so, so okay. maybe I'll tell you the truth. Maybe when we're you know, we're kicking somebody's butt. You know, we're yeah. somebody's butt. I'm sitting like, okay, now, 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 my mind's starting to wonder, like, man, where, where's the next? Where am I put my, Well, I'm a, I want to check. I wish I could just check the wind right now. Where, <laughs> what farm am I going to? I'm not like, this is the yeah. oh, God honest truth. I'm like, I'm like, if you somebody's tail, you know, this is a rat. This ain't no way to come back. Uh-huh. If they come back, shame on us. You yeah. Know, uh-huh. When did this start for uh, you? When I mean, uh-huh. did it start at a younger age or? Yeah, this, okay. This is what I, I grew up. I, I grew up in this. I grew up onto it, and you know, it's a, it's a it's a culture, it's a tradition. It's uh, you know, and you know, this is where I come from. You know, I'm from Southern Ohio. You know, this is what we 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 seen hunting. I mean, it's just it's the way it is. It's yeah. the way it's it's a way of life for me. It's a lifestyle for me. Do you, you ever co- do you ever uh, combine both? Do you ever go bow fishing? The, the, uh, I do it all. You do. I do bow fishing. Are, are, I do are, it all. Are you good at it? Uh, I guess I guess I'm gonna say I'm good at it. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's always seemed cool, yeah. and I, yeah, and you know the the rigs and everything are pretty elaborate, but it's yeah, yeah it looks fun. Was it your dad that brought you up on it, or yeah, I mean, my uh, there's so much influence his, around his me. dad and my his dad, dad, all that stuff. Yeah, my yeah. uncles, my dad, yeah, my uncle, yeah. yeah, my stepdad, my uncle, my uncle Jerry Cole, my stepdad David Wilson. I mean. I mean, there's a lot of influence, and then you had just the just the people that you're around, like the environment where I came from. You know, it's just that's just the way it's a way of life. Yeah. Do you, do, you, yeah. do you keep any equipment in the trunk of your car just in case? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I not don't. that bad. You don't pull over and... Actually, I'm really, I'm a really simple type person. Yeah, I'm very simple. Like, <laughs> but I, but people know when I speak about something, I, I believe it. You, you know, put the time in, so I use it. Yeah, all right. I have a time in. If I use it, I believe in it, and it's just like. I'm very. I try to just stay. I, I, it's like a, a Ford to a Dodge, I guess. You know, yeah. A Dodge has less parts. You know what I'm saying? To it, yeah. Dodge truck has less parts. To, so I want just the less much stuff as I can when I'm going to do something. You know okay. what I'm saying? I don't want to have a lot of. Don't, don't complicate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, do, do you get your yeah. own uh, Thanksgiving turkey? Do you go? Uh... 
No, no, I didn't. I didn't go, but I wish I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could for Thanksgiving and do that. There's a text that says, "I once ran into Trent Cole in my backwoods hunting near Elmer, New Jersey. Oh <laughs> I was 13. I remember seeing this guy scared to death. I ran away. I told my dad, and he did, never believed uh, me or the. But rumor made it around that Trent Cole was hunting in our woods. <laughs> you ever been hunting so, in Elmer, New Jersey? Never. <laughs> <laughs> so he should have been scared. <laughs> I can't. So, so my, uh, I, I could just think of some a few people who did sent that to you right there. That's funny. <laughs> they, they got some jokes. They got some good jokes. That's a good, good one, guys. That's a really good one. So, uh, Trent, real quick, your um, career, you had 90, 90 and a half sacks. Uh, you had 85 and a half of those here in Philadelphia. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite quarterback sack? Hmm. Or one that just stands say, out? I say the game, like it, I think it was uh, against uh, Detroit Lions. I think. And, you uh, get? and we had the uh, throwbacks on the was it the uh, oh the, the blue and the, the gold baby, ones yeah the banana blue or uh-huh. the, <laughs> like, yeah. it was the yellow like yellow and blue and I remember I mean I had it there was a lot of sacks there was a lot of sacks that was uncounted for somehow some way I don't know <laughs> but there was a lot of sacks that I didn't get counted for I was like wow I said those are solos I was like I didn't get them. <laughs> but I must say that was the best one of the best probably uh I mean for for sacks wise that's probably one when, of the best okay things. when you have a clear target sack like that yeah. it, do you almost see like a crosshairs in like you're looking down the scope of a yeah <laughs> oh, oh there's been times where I've I've whiffed uh, oh, <laughs> oh really I over <laughs> like I said I was, I was like oh yeah you'll see you're like yes you see you got even is it you know, it's like, oh my god! Uh, I, I about, you get too excited before you get to it, but man, it's just your eyes. Just, you get buck fever. That's what happens, <laughs> pretty, yeah, right? What, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, that pretty much is what it is. It's just, <laughs> it's just you get overly excited and you end up not paying attention, and he just takes one step to the side, and you just mm-hmm. doom, you just fall forward. And, oh man! Yeah, but yeah. but no one sees it, right? <laughs> no, 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 nobody knows. So. Well, I, would, I would imagine, in, and with your defensive camp, is is you you may focus on stuff like that as well, too, telling people to you know keep your head and, yeah. and not not uh, not make assumptions. I, I assume while you're yeah in, I, playing I, the game. Yeah, that's the thing is is you got to. Uh, there's one thing I was taught, and I forgot. Um, Davis, so remember Davis, Davis coordinator. Uh, from the Eagles, okay. uh, when uh, when Chip was there, mm-hmm. right. so one thing he, uh, one thing I love when he he had mentioned, he says when, when we rushed him back there, he wanted our hands up, he wanted our hands up. It was reason, and and, and he and he proved that. You know, what I'm saying you look at the end of the season, look at all the blocks we had hmm. and all the strip sacks we had and stuff because we had our hands up. Okay, you know, yeah. and, and it was a, and and that's one thing I could you know say I'm a, I'm a. I want to preach to guys stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Just what a difference that makes. Look a difference it makes. Yeah, yeah. And like having your hands up. Something I learned is that just keeping your hands up when you're going back there and and getting them up at the right time. Well, know? it's a, it's a game of, of split second decisions. And yes. and if your hands and or whatever part of your body is already in the right position, you saved yourself that yeah. little sliver of time that might make yeah. the difference. You yeah, know? because there's times like you know if you're going up against a guy like uh, Tom Brady, yeah. and I know we used to get our scouting report. And I mean, this man. Like it's kind of important to say he's getting. I think if I can remember, if I'm correct, I'm 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 very close. But it was even between like I guess two point sec, two point three seconds. He had to get the ball for he was on his own. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was that's how many, that's how fast he was getting his ball off. And we're in there with 
we're in there in practice. We're in the in the class in the in in, in, the, in the classrooms in there with with, with, with the timers and, yeah. and stopwatches and, and clocking this. You know what I'm saying? And this man is really getting off. So he's pretty much going against like Tom Brady was like the one of the worst because we hate it because he was getting the ball so fast. Right, right. And, right. You, and you're going, you're you're digging, you're just trying to come off so fast off the ball, trying to get to him. I mean, you you had to work to get to that man you know, because the ball was coming so fast. But I mean, stuff like that, you get. That amount of seconds to get to that quarterback, and I remember like when Andy Reid would tell me, Andy Reid would tell me, he says, "Man, he pulled me, he pulled me to side. He was in practice. I don't forget this. This man, this man told me, he says, I want you to get there in two steps from now on.' <laughs> two. What? He said, what? I looked at him. I just stopped and looked at him. I stopped and looked at him. I said, two steps. <laughs> I like, he goes, he goes. He looked at him. He says, two steps. And I was like, okay. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So." That was my mentality. I, yeah. had, I, I put that in my head. I had mentality. I was like, how can I get this man two steps? And I was going to try, even though we all know I'm got, getting there yeah. in two steps. <laughs> right. Okay, we all know that. But I was. I put that on my head. I was like, I'm going to try to get to this man in two steps. Yeah. Yeah. So who did you go up against most in practice? Who was, who was, it? was it Runyon? Oh, man, I, mean, I, I try to go against all, but Jason Peters, though, I love okay. going against, because I was the type of guy, like, when I go to practice, like, I want to, everybody knew how I practice. Like, when I came to practice, I came to practice. I wanted right. to go, I wanted to butt at heads. I wanted to go hard as we can, and everybody knew that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they say so, iron sharpens iron, yes. right? So I would go pick up the best guy I get, Jason Peters. That was, mm-hmm. I think he's the best, still to this day, my, the best offensive tackle I've ever in the league, ever, to this day, all wow. time for me. You know, and I would make sure I would go. And sometimes they wouldn't even let me and Jason Peters go against each other because me and Jason Peters know that me and him, we're going to come at it. Gonna, uh-huh. He's going to give me the best, and I'm going to give him the best. You know what I'm saying? And somebody's going to win. We don't know if you win. And somebody's going to be very, very mad because we would get pissed. <laughs> you know, we would be really upset. It matter if I, if I lost, I was very I was very upset. I would have yeah. come back there. Next play, I wanted to come back at him. You know what yeah. Yeah. But there's times when they wouldn't let us even no come at each other. You guys had a nice competitive respect for one another then. Yes. And we, it's got to be a liability, though, when you're playing, when you're practicing that hard because yeah, you get you injured. Hurt. Yeah, you get hurt. yeah, yeah. You get hurt. You right. Get hurt. Yeah. Jason, remember now, Jason's a big man. Yeah. 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 And if, wow. if, I, if I make the wrong move, man, he, hey, he, he's going to put it on me. You know? <laughs> Two steps. That's all you need. Two steps. <laughs> well, listen, Trent uh, clearly has plenty of knowledge yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to share, and that's yeah. what this whole uh, camp is about. It's the Trent Cold Defensive Camp. Very cool. Uh, it's coming up in late June, June 27th and 28th. Uh, uh, and it's going to be in Pittman, New Jersey, a total turf. You can get registered at thehunter.com, uh, T-H-A, hunter.com, and sign up now because, uh, like Trent was saying, it's first come, first serve. Yeah. And you don't want to miss out on this opportunity if you know somebody who's uh, – it's for high school age kids, and eventually uh, they're going to – you guys are going to branch out, yeah, out a little 20, bit. Yeah, 20, 2023 to 2026. Okay. And then, I think it, it's a necessity, I think. I, you, yeah. you don't want to skip this kind of, of, of knowledge and experience, mm-hmm. especially if, you're, if your goal is to make this your goal, you yeah. know? Yep. Excellent. All right, Trent, good luck with everything. Thanks for coming by this morning. Yeah, thanks. Nice hanging out with there. you yeah, anytime. Thanks. Trent Cole, guys. Yay! We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Bridge to the Beach. Celebrating 50 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 12th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge. Whether you ride to honor a loved one or in memory of someone you've lost, you ride for them and with them each and every mile. All Team WMMR riders get the official Team WMMR t-shirt courtesy of Wilson's Secret Sauce in Upper Darby. The ACS Bikeathon. Another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. With home value. All right. Uh, don't forget, in just a moment, l- roughly 10 minutes from now, we're going to have your opportunity to win some more money and tickets. We have MMR's concert cash. Uh, which is on the way, but uh, before we do that, yes. I would like to give away this because, or yeah, uh, I'm going to give away some more of our uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness tickets. We have a special screening of this before it hits theaters. It's going to be Wednesday, May 4th, so that is next Wednesday. Uh, yeah, the the trailer for it, it looks phenomenal. Uh, so this will be at the UA King of Prussia, 7 p.m., and we will take callers 10, 11, 12. And we will give you those tickets, 215-263-WMMR, and then the movie doesn't hit theaters until May 6th. So you will be seeing it before everybody else. Pretty awesome situation. In the meantime, we'll do the Bizarre File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. The Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. They take great satisfaction in getting that perfect meat slice, but they don't do it for fun. They do it for fresh because slice to order makes a sub above. A man has married a fictional computer synthesized pop singer who has been on tour with Lady Gaga. That's great. Akihiko Kondo and his wife. Hatsune Miku have been in a relationship for 10 years before they got married in an unofficial wedding ceremony back in 2018. Would you be my wife? But now they've made it official. Uh, Turquoise-haired Hatsune wore white for the ceremony, and Akihiko wore a tuxedo for the ceremony. 38-year-old Akihiko said that his relationship with Hatsune has pulled him out of a depression, but he also acknowledges that some people find it strange. Yeah, everyone. He said he knows uh, that his wife, generally depicted in popular media as a 16-year-old with long neon blue hair, is is not real. But he says his feelings for her are uh, thousands of people in Japan have entered into unofficial relationships with fictional characters. She caught me in bed with my phone. Uh, while some of those relationships are for a laugh, Mr. Kondo said that he has known for a long time that he did not want a human partner. Of course. Uh, this is because he always felt an intense and, even to himself, inexplicable attraction to fictional characters. Uh, Mr. Kondo has admitted that he found it difficult at first to accept his feelings. He says that he sees himself as part of a growing movement of people who identify as fictosexuals. Yes. His his first, actually, he lost his virginity to Kubert. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, with that nose thing going on. Uh On the pyramid? Yeah. 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 (laughs) This is pretty wild, man. I saw video footage of this. Terrified tourists were catapulted into the air. When their guideboat smashed into a giant humpback whale. Oh, it's wild footage. And was thrown, it was like shot Launched. way up into the air. Ah! Uh, off the coast of Mexico. Five tourists were hurt in the bizarre collision with... Sorry. 
with three kept in the hospital and one reportedly seriously injured. Uh, the boat is says to have hit a whale off the coast of La Paz. Uh, shocking video footage of the collision shows the boat being hurled high into the air as passengers are catapulted into the sea. Uh, an investigation is underway as tour boats should be kept a safe distance from marine animals at all times. They took the whale into custody, did they not? I think yeah. they, just for questioning, yeah. Uh, the state's civil... I want a lawyer. The Civil Protection Authority shared footage of the incident, apparently showing tourists crashing through the boat's awning as they are thrown high into the air following the collision. Uh, the boat's operators may not have known that the whale was underwater in the area, so they are, they're investigating to see if that was the case or not. Yeah, we're looking at this. Can you believe how high that thing shoots up in the air? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. A 41-year-old woman was arrested Friday for allegedly stabbing a man... While he used a urinal. We were just talking about yes. urinals on Fox this morning. Are you peeing in that? Uh, <laughs> Shanaz Ali is accused of entering a restroom and stabbing a man with a knife in the buttocks. What? While he was using a urinal at Leroy and Margaret Suds and Grub. When officers arrived, the report says that they saw the victim, a male in his mid-40s, standing in a urinal in the bathroom with two visible stab wounds on his right buttock. In the statement he gave to police, the victim says that he was attempting to urinate when an unknown female entered the restroom behind him and stabbed him twice before fleeing the scene. Uh, his wounds did require stitches. Oh. And Toledo police say that they were eventually able to find and arrest the suspect at her apartment uh, because the victim got a picture of her car before she drove from the scene. Was he able to maintain stream or not? Uh, they didn't indicate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was done. I don't know if he was just shaken off yeah, at that I... point or what. But he was stabbed in the ass. Adam Pearl walked into his home Tuesday and realized something didn't seem right. Pearl said, I came in the front door and I saw snow prints out in the front driveway mm. going to the back of the house. So I thought something was awry because no one usually goes through the yard. Pearl was immediately greeted by his pet squirrel, Joey, when he got home. Something's uh, wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong, dude. Call the cops. Uh, but he started noticing it's a getting few... nuts in here. A few... Yeah, I see what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he said, noticing... A you few... want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Uh, Joey uh, said when he got home, but he, but he started noticing a few doors that would normally be closed were open. After making his way to the back bedroom, his fear was confirmed once he started looking at his gun safe. He said, I started looking at it and saw the scratches that are around the locking area. And at that point, I knew somebody was definitely in here messing around. So, Pearl called the police. And when Officer Ashley Turner came out to take a look... Uh, Joey just had to say hi. That's the squirrel. So I have your six. During her investigation, Joey had run in the bedroom, just screwing around like he always does. He said between her legs and kind of startled her. And she said, whoa, what was that? And I said, ah, don't worry about that. It's just Joey, my pet squirrel, you know? (laughs) Well, Officer Turner asked Pearl if Joey would bite. I said, well, he usually doesn't bite, but you never know because he's a squirrel. Yeah. Officer Turner went on her way, only to return a few hours later with some of his stolen belongings and some unbelievable news. She said, while she was questioning the individual, he had scratches on his hands. So she asked him, did you get that from the squirrel? And he said, yeah, damn thing kept attacking me and wouldn't stop until I left. It's a security squirrel. So the squirrel was kicking this robber's ass. And now Joey is being hailed as a hero. Pearl said he thanked Joey by Dude, giving... It's going to get bloody. By giving him his favorite treat, 
which are Whoppers. Oh. So he oh. Like from Burger King? No, oh, as no. in the candy. Here, there's five whoppers, Joey. For a, for a squirrel to eat those large hamburgers. Oh my god! I think I've seen like cartoons where right. they could yeah. do something like that, but in oh real life, oh my god, I'm stuffed. <laughs> it was the candy. Oh, oh, of course, the malted milk, balls. chocolate yeah, malted right. milk balls. Yes. Uh, the Flagler County Sheriff's Office in Florida posted on Facebook about how deputies responded Sunday night to a call about an animal problem at a home. That's the town where I saw my grandmother's breasts. Oh, my God. Really? Flagler, Florida. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, that's right. You said All right. that. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. This doesn't involve your grandmother's breasts. Uh, but they, there was, apparently was a an animal problem was a huh. call. So they arrived and they found an alligator on the doorstep of the home scratching at the front door. Oh. Wow. As if it was like a dog uh-huh. wanting to come inside. Uh, the Post notes that the deputies and personnel from Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission relocated the alligator to a more suitable habitat. Can I have some whoppers? Away <laughs> from the residential Wait, area. The milk balls or the... Uh... <laughs> no Burger King. Okay. Right. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. My mom and sister live in Florida. I told you guys last time I was there, I saw an alligator that's yes. in the pond is adjacent to their apartment complex. Well, apparently, now that things are warming up, this gator is like out all the time. How big is this gator? I look giving it uh, a once over look probably 13 feet long something like that 12 13 feet long stop and think about that you know down there it's and it's fair it's fairly common you'll you know and they always give you the advice if you're near a pond or something like that and you have a, animals or dogs be careful uh, hell, it happened in the, the Disney grounds, you know, where the kid was attacked. Yeah. But you're, you're, people are going about their lives interacting with these really prehistoric creatures yeah. all around them. Maybe 13 feet is, feet is a bit, uh, that's a bit, I think probably more like ten, seven, 10 feet. Ten feet. Okay, ten that's feet. still, 10 foot alligator is still pretty formidable. But anyhow, yeah, so like uh, the neighbors aren't walking their dogs anymore. No. Oh, man. And uh, my mom doesn't want to go out by there. So, all right, we're looking at a 13 foot alligator. It's not that bad. No, not that bad. No, no. no. You know, Steve, maybe maybe seven feet is better. Realize that the camera's closer to the alligator than it is to the guy behind. Her. That's gigantic. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So we're. I was in Epcot this uh, past weekend, and my mom, she was uh, she was looking at what she wasn't sure exactly what it was. She thought maybe it was a baby alligator, right. and I was like, "Well, how big was it?" And she was like, "It was like it was a lizard." <laughs> yeah, she's like four inches long. Yeah, her eyes weren't what they used to be, but she was looking at. It. She goes, "No, it had these these marking on on its back," and I'm like. Uh, baby alligators are a little bit bigger than Wait, I saw In Florida, a... lizards are all over uh-huh. the place. I yeah. saw a little lizard here in uh, it was sure. in yeah. my yard. I, but I've never seen that oh, before yeah. here. Oh, yeah. They're around. They, they're just not as frequent as, like, when I, when I lived in the Carolinas, they were all over well, the place. But in Florida, they get inside your house a lot. They're running around. There when I hike, you, you see them oh, here? Yeah. Really? Okay. yeah. Well. Lizards and uh, skinks. You guys know what skinks yes. are? Yes. Yeah. They're kind of like a salamander. Oh. Those are really cool. Yeah, people use them as pets or yeah. have them as pets. I don't know. It's like you use them. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just, you know, use this as a pet right. for a little while. Keep them. Yeah. Yeah, like a pet, you know, like a, like using a puppy and might, might get you laid. <laughs> right, yes. You, know? you guys, ladies, use... see my, my, have you my... seen my skink? <laughs> it's a used skink. I think your skink is broken. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, real quick, we have uh, about a minute or so we need to get uh, before we get to uh, the concert cash. Let me, I do have some shart outs right. that I need to get to. Um, there's a lot of uh, people that are requesting shart outs for this weekend, so I want to do uh, 
get some of those out of the way now. When is this one for? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about this one? Uh, my boyfriend listens to you guys all the time at work, uh, and his 30th birthday is Saturday. So it's his big 3-0 on the 3-0. We used to call that the golden birthday. Ah. Yeah. So mine was on the uh, the twenty when I was twenty five because my birthday takes place on the twenty fifth. So I was wondering if at around one p.m. Saturday, would you do a birthday <laughs> shout out? Serious? No. <laughs> we're gonna come. We got to come in this weekend. We're got, uh, guys, we're coming in. <laughs> not only that, we're working in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're switching not only days but our time slot. Too. I'm gonna guess that she doesn't listen and her boyfriend does. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Could you guys, about 2 a.m. Well, this is uh, this is from Katie McDonald. Isn't that is she the gal that got arrested in the, uh, I don't think this is the same one, but the, the, uh, the, oh, the $20 no. uh, homeless guy? That, that was a different Katie. McClure. No. Katie, Katie McClure. McClure. Yes. Okay, never mind. She's not, not the same person. Katie McDonald and her boyfriend <laughs> who listens is, um, can we post a go She doesn't me? even say his name. <laughs> Huh. Oh, my well. boyfriend listens to you guys all the time at work. Sir, his birthday is on Saturday. So we love all the country 30th. music you play. <laughs> so I was wondering if at around 1 p.m. on Saturday, you would be able to do a birthday shout-out to Jake. There you oh, go. There you go. Say, Jake. Right. And play some Foo Fighters for him. Please, it would make his day. Thank you so much. Here's a shirt. And no, we're not There gonna... goes my hero. There was that sent directly to you? <laughs> yeah, I think no, so. No, it was sent to me as well. Why? Well, no, but I'm just wondering if it was like also if it was just sent to all of the DJs and they were no. holding whoever on Saturday. It's just as my email. I did recommend to her when I responded back that she, um, you know, give a call. There's always a live DJ here. Oh, yeah. So give a call. Okay. I thought you were going to say Oh, you responded smart. to her? I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. I need you to stop talking. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, oh, it's oh. time. It's, oh. it's 10 o'clock. We got to do this. I'll stop, Bill. <laughs> now, here's your concert cash keyword. All right, and it is open, O-P-E-N, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter. There are three ways for you to do that. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you should enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry will win $500 in this company-wide contest, and all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by AAA Distributors. So, again, the word is open, O-P-E-N. Until 15 minutes after the hour, you have to do it, so get on it. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And don't forget, we have a secret text word yeah. today. Chance to win tickets uh, as MMR rocks. Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers this Saturday. Our more music called Jaggy Bam Bam's hosting that. So just text word secret uh, to 39333. And in very short order, 
we are going to win her. And maybe that win- we are going to get a winner. And uh, maybe that winner will be you. In the meantime, let's give something else away. We have a lesson question. And we're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. If you can answer a question for me. And like an idiot, as always, I don't. Look at these questions I have. It's okay. It's the printer stupid. thing, man. We got to get a new printer. All right. How about this? Uh, the fictosexual Japanese man who married a hologram also lost his virginity to which video game character? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. That was just a little while ago, so we're going to throw you an easy one. The fictosexual Japanese man who married a hologram also lost his virginity to which video game character? Two one five two six three WMMR. Who is it? The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today, Steve. What's going on? Well, Kylie Jenner taking the stand in the China versus Kardashian trial, telling the court that Black China once attacked her ex, Tyga, with a knife. The testimony sent a shockwave through the courtroom as people asked. Who is Tyga? TikTok star Charlie D'Amelio announcing she has landed her first major acting role in a big-budget horror movie called Homeschool. Charlie says this will be an opportunity to address all her critics who say she has no talent and make them feel good for being right. (gasps) And finally, Harry Styles saying he refuses to put a label on his sexuality. The the revelation apparently really confused the guy in the stall next to him. (laughs) (laughs) That's your highlight. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this question. And uh, the Japanese man who married a hologram uh, lost his virginity to what video game character? I will go to Joe for the answer. Hey, Joe. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Joe. What is the video game character, please? I'm privileged to know, (laughs) sir, that the video game character you speak of is Cubit. Cubit. Hang on, Joe. I need you to stop talking. All right, Joe, we are going to set you up with the $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And you can spring into seasonal specials at Bonefish Grill and enjoy jumbo shrimp skewers prepared in light citrus herb marinade skewers. Or wood-grilled salmon caprice with genichetti or Uh You can try pairing with a refreshing strawberry citrus martini and you can visit bonefishgrill.com to reserve your table today. Let's get to music now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I will begin with this uh, fun story. Dave Mustaine of Megadeth made the day of some young fans in the crowd at a recent stop on the metal tour of the year, which also features Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames. Mustaine, dressed in a hoodie with the hood up, sat in an empty row behind some concert goers and seemed to be recognized by a couple of young boys. And Mustang quietly handed them some guitar picks and then held up his finger over his mouth and up. stood up and waved goodbye. If you say uh, anything, I'll kill you. Uh, the boys were sitting with adults who weren't paying too much attention and they missed their chance to engage with the musician. But he did a little in, awesome. uh, incognito thing and there's video of it. It's up and, on uh, WMMR.com if you want to check it out. He's He looks... Almost like a corpse. Really? Uh, yes, because his face is just kind of stone, <laughs> and he just quietly hands these kids these uh, uh, these guitar picks and then walks away. And Dave is kind of a, he's like, he looks mad yes. all the time. So he just, he, he has that look about him. But it's pretty cool that he did that. 
Kirk Hammett credits the band Metallica with his personal growth for his debut solo release of Portals. While chatting with Kerrang, Hammett explained how the new EP came to be through his own or came to be through his own sobriety and the band's maturity. He touched upon how former bassist Jason Newstead's 2001 exit came about in part to his wanting to pursue a solo project mm. away from the band. Hammett compared the difference between Newstead wanting to stretch his wings and him doing so today. He said, it's 20 years later and Metallica have gotten even bigger since then. So trying to divert any kind of focus at this point, it would take an army to do that. And it's just good old me. And also, we've all grown. We've all grown from our experiences, and we've certainly grown uh, from Jason's departure. Uh, it's a recognition that we're all musicians, we're all artists, and who's to say someone else? You know, don't put your art out there. I don't want you to. Uh, we've all grown up, basically. And he went on to say, so the question is, uh, we're not gro- we were not grown up back then? Well, of course not. We'll be the first ones, or at least I will, to put my hands up and say, I only feel like I've reached maturity in the last 10 effing years. Damn right. I also have to say that I've been sober for seven and a half years now, and my mind is in a different place. I'm better focused. I got my brain back. I've gotten my memory back. So nowadays, I'm in a better place. I record music, and my focus is that much better. So he's in a really good spot. I mentioned this earlier this morning, and this was sad news, but uh, some 45 years after their first performance, New Wave icons, the B-52s, have announced a farewell tour that kicks off this summer. Uh, The jaunt, billed as their final tour ever of planet Earth, will hit 11 cities across the U.S. Uh, The Tubes are set to make special guest appearances on select dates, as well as uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. And to kick off the tour, they will perform on Kimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmy Jimmel Live <laughs> Kimmy Jimmel. tonight. Kimmy, hi, I'm Kimmy Jimmel. <laughs> I prefer. J- j- sorry, I can't even mess it up. <laughs> Femi Jallen. I was going to say Femi Jallen. Yeah, I like Femi yeah. Jallen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not as easy as this. It's is not. It? Uh, so, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, by the way, a documentary on the band will be released in early 2023. I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. So when uh, I first started at WDRE in New York, uh, which had just been WLIR, the B-52s were, you know, imaging music and commercials and promote. You'd hear all their stuff all the time. That's how important they were to that format. When I worked at, at WDRE, um, Fred Schneider had a solo album. It really didn't do anything, but he yeah. was doing tours and... Uh, he came in, and I got to interview him. It was just me and him in the studio. Good dude. And, oh, he was such yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. And, and I just thought, you know, he's so unique. Yeah. He's, he's just a, how anybody, how he would ever be considered a singer <laughs> of, a, of a successful no. band. No, Because essentially, he he kind of talks his way through stuff and he has does. his own sing-songy way yeah. of, of saying <laughs> things. But uh, the film will trace the history and influence of the band. The film has also been given generous support. Uh, of all band members, including many personal archival photos and films that have never been released, uh, Kate Pearson said, uh, "Who uh, who knew who knew uh, what started as a way to have some fun and play music for our friends at house parties in Athens in 1977 would evolve into over 45 years of making music and touring the world. It's been cosmic." Cindy Wilson, who also co-founded the band with her beloved late brother Ricky, adds, "It's been a wild ride. That's for sure. We feel truly blessed to have." An amazing career, encouraging folks to dance, sing along with us, and feel that they can be yeah. whomever they are with that, our music. That's what it is, a great band. But when the ladies harmonize, ah. it's amazing. 
Uh, we don't have Dead Beat Club in there, do we? We don't. Yeah. We only have Rome and Rock Lobster. Yeah. Uh, Fred Schneider. Hey, everybody. This is your best friend, Fred, of the B-52s. And you're listening to Pierre Robert on 93.3 WMMR. Cool. Uh, Fred Schneider, co-founder and perhaps the most unique frontman in rock, sums up the band's decision to retire from the road. He said, no one likes to throw a party more than we do. But after almost a half century on the road, it's time for one last blowout with our friends and family, our fans. And with Casey and the Sunshine Band and the Tubes on board, it's going to be one hell of a farewell party at these concerts. I see the Tubes on this tour. Casey and the Sunshine Band is a little bit of an anomaly for that, but okay. Uh, So they'll be in Atlantic City at Ovation Hall, Ocean City on October 15th. So that'd be a cool one to go to. Uh, And then one last music thing, because it'll be a live show at The Man, August 16th. Uh, It is the Disney Concerts and Live Nation presenting Encanto, the sing-along film concert tour. A 32-stop expedition across the U.S. that'll give fans of the film a chance to see their favorite superpower-possessing family in a brand new way. So it's one of those where they're going to have a band on stage while the movie is playing. and you. I love when they do that. They did the same thing for Training Day. (laughs) 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 I don't know what else it is. (laughs) That's the only line I can remember, too. Uh, tickets for the tour will be available for purchase 10 a.m. local time on Friday. And that is what I have in music news. We now have to get our secret text winner, and we now turn our sights on Kathy Romano, who will give us that magic number. Kathy. Four. Take it away. Four. Four? All right, call number four, 215-263-WMMR. you got to know the secret text word in order to get the goods. We'll find out who that is when we return. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wednesday morning, that's what it is. We're getting ready to wrap up the program, which has been enjoyable today. Hopefully you have found it enjoyable as well. We have stuff still to give away as we are in the twilight of the program. We were looking for a secret text winner, and I am going to go to Leslie to see if we can give something away. Hey there, Leslie. Hi there. How are you? Wonderful. We are looking for the secret text word. If you know it, we got something to give to you. What is it? It is Skyline. Skyline. (laughs) Absolutely correct, Leslie. I would like you to hang on just a second because we are going to give you a pair of tickets. As MMR rocks, Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers, which we're hearing right here. Uh, This Saturday, April 30th at Ardmore Music Hall, it is hosted by Jackie Bam Bam, and that's always a great party. Uh, Tickets are on sale now. You can click concerts at WMMR.com for details and a ticket link. And we also want to congratulate Phil Patelmo, who is from Maple Glen, PA, because Phil was our random texter that we are going to give the tickets to as well. So congratulations, Phil. We'll get a hold of you, make sure that you get that, and you will be good to go for the show this weekend. I would like to thank our guest this morning, Mr. Trent Cole. Hey! 
He has a defensive football <laughs> camp coming up in late June for high school uh, football players. Uh, Total Turf in Pittman, New Jersey. It was a great conversation, man. Yeah, nice guy. Good, nice guy with lots of great stories. So uh, <laughs> it was cool to have him by today. He was talking about that game after the interview was over, that game against the Lions where they wore the blue uniforms. <laughs> He's like, man, we watched that tape over and over again. I think I broke the record for sacks in that game. Like, it, it, so it was, it was cool to see him sort of relive some memories from his days with the Eagles. Nice. Excellent. And... Uh, <laughs> We have Pierre's going to relive his days for oh, the yeah. Eagles as well. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we played Take It Easy that time in uh, Phoenix. <laughs> and I'll never forget it because uh, yeah. my guitar was out of tune. Yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, you got to go on with that show. You, you play hurt. Mm-hmm. show must you go on. You play hurt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had broken my toe earlier that day. Uh, but I said, you know what? I can do this. And then uh, damn roadie. His name was Nick, uh, and my guitar was out of tune, and it, it darn near threw off the whole tune. Darn, yeah, wow. But uh, I did. Well, thanks for sharing that great road story. Well, if you know, yeah. if you want to talk Eagles, I'm here for you. <laughs> Everything good in your world today? Yeah, excellent. Letter of the day? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. V as in victory. All right. And also as in Buena Vesa. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate summer tailgate party pack. We're giving this away four cases of Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa, a variety case of other Stone Brewing beers, three Buena Vesa branded cornhole sets, uh, Stone Brewing Easy Up Tent, Stone Brewing Flags, and a bunch of Buena Vesa t-shirts as well. Uh, this summer, enjoy Stone Brewing's Buena Vesa. A Baja-inspired Mexican lager brewed with sea salt and lime. And you can visit find.stonebrewing.com uh, to find Buena Vesa near you. And you will. I'll bet you. Um, what's happening today, man? Well, many things. Uh, concert cash possibilities at noon and 2, plus maybe uh, some tickets to the MMRBQ. Uh, also wanted to mention on Friday, it will be MMR's 54th birthday. Wow. Yes. And uh, so I have a little promo running uh, that uh, talks about that. And um, as soon as you guys finish up Friday, we're going to start You Call It Friday early. Cool. Um, so um, Jackie uh, normally, you know, kicks it off. Uh, but we're going to pretty much devote my whole program uh, as many calls as, you know, we won't be maybe every single song, but uh, as many songs as we can get by your suggestion, uh, we will solicit um, particularly songs that tie you as a listener to an MMR memory. Okay. Um, so, you know, maybe you won tickets to, you know, see Led Zeppelin at the Spectrum in 1972 or something. Uh, it, we have people who are still around uh, and who who had that happen, or maybe you won tickets to the MMRBQ this year, mm. you know. Uh, so, or you know, any number of things that connect you, or maybe you proposed to your now wife or husband or whatever, um, listening to MMR. Who knows? Uh, wh- but if you have a memory, think on that, dear listener, and um, you know, see if there's a song or two that come to your head. And we will do that on Friday. It's a pretty cool concept because you're going to hear those stories of what, yeah. what that what that song means or why you know right. was it did it have to be at an event at like an MMR no. thing? No, but but if it ties you, 
in some okay. way or shape or form to MMR. Then that's not absolutely exclusive, uh, but that's our overall goal is to tie, you know, a yep. song that you might have in your head or heart to an MMR experience of okay. some kind. Um, you know, and that can be loosely defined. Um, you could be, you know, having a, a hookup, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how you do I'll it. never forget, Pierre. <laughs> it was that moment. And then you play Take It Easy, and it was out of tune because... Unknown caller. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then an unknown caller interrupted the story. <laughs> Right in the middle of a bit and everything. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, really, was I was hot for You're one minute. Killing it. I was, I was killing it. Talking. Thank God for that unknown caller. Is this thing on? Uh, All right. Um, but today's program will have uh, workforce blocks of Kiss for Ace Fraley's birthday. And I'll tell the story of Nick and me meeting Ace and having an extensive conversation. That was fun. Yeah, he he joined Pearl Jam. Yeah. On stage uh, in Atlantic City, and uh, Nick and I were both staying at the Borgata, and we went. We were in the lobby, and Ace Fraley walked past us with some Starbucks, and and I go, "Hey, Ace!" And Nick goes, "Nice show last night with Pearl Jam, Ace." And he goes, <laughs> "He wasn't alone, though. He had a bunch of babes with him." Did he? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. But it was nothing but a, a guttural sound that came out. It wasn't even English that came out of his <laughs> out of his mouth as he passed us by, not stopping, heading to the elevator to go back to his whatever. But um, we've got Kiss, we've got Dave Matthews, and a very special song from Dave, a new song, mm. uh, and a workforce block of the Rolling Stones. Excellent. here today. Love it. All right. Thank you, Pierre. I want to thank our sponsors, too. The President's Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President's Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets. Get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And also brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers, the best selection for all of the moms in your life. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. Uh, tomorrow on the program should be fun. Our old buddy uh, Mitch Fatel, comedian, is going to be yes. in town. Uh, so we're going to spend time with Mitch. He is going to be performing at Punchline. And we're going to talk to Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Nice. That's very cool. Joe's a really nice guy. Yeah, I've had a chance great. to talk to him a few times through the years. So we'll have him on because they've got a new album out. So uh, that and more on your Thursday morning. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two da bat, two ba 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 ba